0: I'm Tyler Groovy Dennering. I'm
1: Connor, you dirty bastards, give me back my hand. <laughs> Hanson.
2: And I'm Mason. We just cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. Does that sound fine? Willis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mason's strangling himself right now as we speak. That's
0: my it's my voice. <laughs> This is the franchise podcast where friends get together, talk about movie franchises. Today, we're doing the second installment in the Evil Dead franchise. Woo! Arguably the best. Yeah, it was I would fun, say. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, well, it's like pretty well regarded, right? As the best, would you say? Was, Evil
2: Dead 2? So, Evil Dead to me is like one of those franchises, it's like a litmus test. I always like yeah. to ask people which of them you like and by their answer tells me a lot about how they feel about horror mm. you know what i mean kind of like the alien movies do you prefer Ridley Scott's alien or do you prefer James Cameron's aliens yeah. right and yeah. there's no wrong answer but yeah. your answer tells me what kind of movies you like, action like. Horror. yeah 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 mm. so i like i have a friend who's super into horror prefers evil dead
1: 1 mm. i have a friend who doesn't really like horror he likes army of darkness there you go to me evil dead 2 is the pinnacle of the franchise It definitely is. It feels like it's, like, come into its own, and, like, it understands what it is now. Like, it fully recognizes its camp and, like, horror kind of
0: marrying it together. (laughs) And they're trying a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're doing Evil Dead today, sometimes subtitled Dead by Dawn. Is that what it is? I mean, on some of the posters, it is. Hmm.
2: Yeah, the original, I think the original title was Dead by Dawn. And did you guys hear the original title for Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness? No.
0: Mm -mm. Medieval Dead. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I I like, much I like better that. title. That's yeah. a lot punnier. I do yeah. enjoy that more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's a whole, uh, there's a lot of production notes for this movie in particular. <laughs> it just feels, it feels nice covering a franchise besides, uh, Resident Evil?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Literally anything else. Yeah. Still just like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Where it's just like, oh my God, by the end of this, why are we yeah, doing this? This is like good food, it feels like. Yeah.
1: Just watching like,
2: this is good. There's intention, there's craft. Yes,
1: there's art. It's like, yes, it's there, it's it's good. I don't feel like I need to peel my skin off or step away from the TV.
0: Uh, the movie, there's a lot of skin being peeled off. I yes, guess, that right? is true.
1: There's a lot of decaying skin. just not us. <laughs> flesh being turned to smoothies yeah
0: so i'm just trying to say before we jump ahead to all of the uh, intense production notes of this movie and and the, the fun of it mm-hmm, of course mm-hmm. uh we have to do our usual segment of what's new Bow. Bow. thank you Connor. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is just our usual segment where we talk about any new media we've been consuming uh connor you want to go first or, i, I um, can go
1: first i just have so many options to pick from okay i'll
0: go first because i know and then you can sure yeah think about it yeah i'll do it um so i have never seen the hills have eyes movies Ooh. the original um, or the the remake or any of them you know i think i've seen like half of the remake and i for some reason <laughs> never finished it like years ago mm-hmm. sure. i want to go back at some point especially since like Wes craven co-wrote um for
2: remakes i remember it being pretty solid okay mm-hmm. yeah
0: Cool, but yeah, uh, I'm talking about the original uh, two or one and a half. Have you seen them, Mason?
1: <laughs>
2: it's been years.
0: Yeah. They, yeah. Um, I haven't seen them either, but they always looked interesting. Yeah, so I was going to say, for uh, your reference point is like old Logan, <laughs> <laughs> like the nuclear Hulk family. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's basically the hills have eyes. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. I've heard kind of like mixed things, even for the, the first one. And just the more I delve into West Craven, like certain movies he does, I'm just like, what? Like, why'd he do that? And then other ones, I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, the smartest, like, horror film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the nightmare movies, all uh, well, the ones that he's done, and then, like, Scream, obviously. And mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's, he's
2: pretty much pretty famous for, like, reinventing horror, like, four decades in a row. Right? Yeah. So, it's The Hills Have Eyes, it's Last House on the Left, it's Scream, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I haven't seen any of the Scream movies, so I'm excited when we do
1: that, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. He yeah. also did a Swamp Thing movie, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, superhero slash comic book characters I, i've read so much swamp about Thing's
1: it picture in my contacts
0: that's my picture <laughs> yeah i don't know i could go either i have a picture in mine <laughs> <laughs> which is because because you never
1: take pictures of yourself it's true that's why everybody's comic book characters <laughs> i away. guess i'll just do batman I'm yeah saying. yeah that's yeah. good
0: uh but yeah the swamp think movie i'm just like especially being a big fan of like the alan moore run i'm just like what is this <laughs> like it's, it's strange he has some some misses uh but speaking to that uh, the Hills Have Eyes. I, the first one I liked a lot. Actually, it's it's very much just like this family who goes out to the desert and they're just kind of. I wouldn't say they're privileged in terms of being like, oh, we're so rich, but they're just kind of like annoying people, <laughs> annoying middle class people who Good. kind of. I wouldn't even say. I think is this just me reading more into it and in what I want and everything, but yeah. them kind of getting their comeuppance from these like this mutant family in the desert. <laughs> Uh, but I also just really like a horror movie set that's, or that's totally set during the daytime. Um, it's in the desert, right? Yeah. yeah it's set yeah, yeah. out in the desert. It just feels like it's, uh, like, uh, sorry, not Palm Springs. Um, <laughs> why am I spacing <laughs> on the, uh, the Death Valley? Uh, yeah. Death Valley. Uh, what's the national park that's like really close to us. And like Pappy and Harriet's is over there and, um, tree? Uh, uh, not Jericho tree, um, Joshua Tree, yeah, Joshua Tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joshua Tree. it kind of feels like that. It's just like nearby, so mm. um, nearby have eyes. Yeah, I don't even know if there's like any nighttime scenes. I, yeah, there, there, there are for sure. But just the fact that it's all largely at day, and you see these like mutant people or whatever, <laughs> which you know is a little exploitative, also because the main guy, Michael Berryman, he just like looks like that, so you? they're just like amping up him, you know, having a different shaped head mm. to be scary. But I mean, it's a, you what, like it's, mutant
1: people though. You like what's that one where the girl goes underground and uh,
0: the descent? Descent. Yes, yeah. those yeah. are like goblins almost. Yeah, they're little goblins. <laughs> they yeah, they really are like almost like Middle Earth goblins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too greedily too deep. <laughs> they just steal your jewelry and leave.
2: <laughs> so uh, they were like the
0: they're from like radiation, right? Like, is yeah, there, I think that's what the thing is. I, honestly, I. Like, I don't remember all the plot points. <laughs> sure, yeah. But it, it, I think it's, like, near a radiation site or something like that. That's why they, they are sure. like that. So, mm. that kind of, um, those horror themes, too, I'm always very interested in nuclear radiation as a sure. concept. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, I went to go see Oppenheimer with you and Cutter right. Mason, yeah. but also, um, yeah, you know, Godzilla, just I was gonna Chernobyl, say, Godzilla like, be, like, real and... Allegory for something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> allegory for that, and also I just think... Um, just thinking you're safe in, in pure daylight just really has an effect on me. And I think I just love a desert setting for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Like in video games, I think, well, I, I don't think people really love water levels. usually. But <laughs> no, you're more of a snow. I like environment. snow levels a lot. Mm. Yeah. I like desert areas a lot and like Mad Max and all that stuff. Mm. So that just really works for me. Have you played the Mad Max game yet? No, you should. <laughs> You'd really like Have it. Have you played the Hills Have Eyes game yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, is that a thing? No. <laughs> it's an Evil Dead game though. Oh, I've heard about that. I think yeah. it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> is it anything like the Friday Thirteenth one where you're just? I think it's, to stay it's left? exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like the same. Yeah, right. Um, but I'm totally forgetting what like my main point of <laughs> <it> being. <laughs> se- I just keep saying it's set during the day. Um, and that's scary to you. <clears throat> no, just what's scariest about it to me is that you can have such a wide expanse and nobody s- still can like see that you're in need of help or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I, I know the remix were made in like the mid 2000s, so they I don't know how they incorporate cell phones into that and stuff. But well, so there's I mean, it's no bars in the yeah. middle nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It also just kind of reminds me of uh, like early Toby Hooper movies too, for sure. I
2: like, I immediately thought of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, like especially with like the hillbilly family and like it's they're just kind of out there on their own. And when you're out there alone, you kind of feel stranded. You feel isolated, mm-hmm. and there is no help coming. You know, um, it's, I mean, it's rich for a
0: horror movie, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know why that's even scarier for me than like if you're trapped on an island. Like The fact that you're in a desert, because you can reach people, but sure. it's just the distances so far. Mm. But also, there's even it, it even feels like a little psychedelic at times. Sure. I'm thinking like... Uh, what year did it come out? It was it like 73 or something like that? 77. 77? Yeah. yeah. Same year as Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see Star Wars this weekend or the hills have eyes? Sure. <laughs> uh, but the whole thing with... like I, I mentioned this in the last episode, too, is that Evil Dead has a poster of... The Hills Have Eyes, because The Hills Have Eyes has a poster of Jaws, (laughs) because Wes Craven thought that was the scariest movie of all time. He's like, oh, wait till they see this movie. Oh, What's also similar is that The Hills Hills Have Eyes Part 2 is kind of a remake of the first movie. Like Evil Dead 2? Yeah. It's like a a requel. Requel? I think the term is, yeah. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) But it's more so in a way that's like, so Wes Craven basically made Part 2, uh, It was reported that he just did it to like make money basically to Mm -hmm. make some money back because he just did Nightmare on Elm Street like right before that, Mm -hmm. and that was like a huge hit. So I'm like, I don't really, I didn't look into his financial records or anything, (laughs) but that was his reason for making part two. So much of the movie is just footage from the first movie, it's not in a way that Evil Dead 2 is where they remake it everything, yeah. yeah, They couldn't because the company didn't have the same rights to the first movie,
2: um, so they had to go back and reshoot the entire thing. Wow.
0: And I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but I think that works a lot better than just being like, Hey, remember 100%, this, this yeah. like it just adds so much value Yeah, and just, it looks pretty crappy too. uh, Hills of Ice part two. Like mm. this just looks very low budget. Um, I would say the only thing going for it, if you do want to check it out is that, the mutant people have like a, a dirt bike race with the humans, and they're all chasing after each other. <laughs> Sold. On <dirt> bikes. Immediately. <laughs> so, like that's worth it, you know. That's good. Like I think that that in itself. And oh, also the thing that people really hate about it is that um, you know there's a bunch of like people having nightmares. The characters that do exist from the first movie. They're having nightmares, a.k.a. just footage from the first movie. It even goes to the dog, who's named Beast. It just goes over to him and like slowly zooms in. It shows his dream that he remembers from the, the first movie. The dog has flashbacks? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and I kind of really like that. So. That is good. Yeah, the dog remembers. Do <laughs> yeah. you? So anyways, those both of those movies are on uh, Shudder and Tubi.
2: Nice. Nice. Very I mean, good. jumping even off of what you said, I think even in um, A Nightmare on Elm Street, I think it's that one that they're watching Evil Dead and so it's right. like he's tagging them back yeah. and in an evil dead 2 when he goes into the uh, the workshed, shed, the right? work shed uh, <laughs> Freddy's glove is sitting above the door
0: oh I didn't even notice that yeah. oh that's so fun is that, is that just like one of the lines that Ash has he's just like Workshed. shed, <laughs> work shed. <laughs> yeah. then he goes get to the workshed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I guess somebody working on Evil Dead 2 was just working on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 <laughs> right before Evil Dead 2. So That's just no. funny. All the crossover is pretty crazy in the 80s. That is big great. Big horror franchises. They're
1: all just like, t- like I said, tagging each other back yeah. and forth. being like, yeah. no, you! <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole movie got only got made because, and we'll get to
2: more of it later, but like they had trouble with financing. Mm -hmm. They're still taking interviews for like some of the technical positions. And I forget if it was a a makeup artist or a costumer. They're like, Hey, look, we want to hire you guys, but like, we don't even know if we're going to have financing for this Mm -hmm. yet. And so they were currently working on Stephen King's maximum overdrive. Yeah. Which I
0: also just saw. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen that. Uh, (laughs) I've heard, I've only heard from people. It's like, it's basically if cocaine was a movie, (laughs) it absolutely is. But unfortunately, like, Look, I don't have a lot of uh, firsthand experience of that, yeah. but it feels more like the realistic approach of uh, like a uh, uh, what cocaine as a movie feels like. In that, like he's like, I can just hear like see <laughs> Stephen King being like, "Yeah, do this thing, blow the trucks," and like these huge explosions and everything. There's like no nuance whatsoever. Sure. But then there's also parts that just like sag. It's like it's either huge, massive explosions that don't really like have an impact for me because it's just like. I don't know. I don't. Right. You just have to be like in that mindset to being like, oh, what was I doing again? Um, <laughs> the come <calm> down <laughs> the, the morning after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just all that. I'm like yeah. this. Literally, like, cannot be like you know. He wrote The Shining should sure. be like his thing about alcoholism, and I'm just like this movie, not even his story. Like, I haven't read the short story, but it's, it's like
2: infused just, into the celluloid, just cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah, but um, but well, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. With no, the, no, no. So, so.
2: Stephen King, who was a huge fan of the first one, who was actually part of the reason why the first one not necessarily got distribution, but I think he made a review in Fangoria saying that the first Evil Dead is like the scariest movie he's ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I remember that. So he's a big fan of it. So um, he talks to his producer, Dino De Laurentiis, mm-hmm. and that's when he goes back to Sam Raimi and the crew and says, okay, you guys have all the funding you need. And I think it's a budget of like 3.2 million, mm-hmm. which is like... I want to say like ten times what the first budget was of three hundred thousand. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Which I think he largely got from like dentists and stuff. Yeah, dentists. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he like went like like knocking on doors to like neighborhood businesses, just local entrepreneurs. I'm like, how would you guys like to invest in a movie? Yeah. His brother Ivan was also a dentist, so maybe (laughs) he had like an in on that. I think I'm pretty sure he was a dentist and then became like a producer and stuff. That's fun. Interesting. Yeah, but um, well. We'll come back right to it. Henry. what's <laughs> new with you? I have three
1: things that I'll make really fast. So the first one is, speaking of Sam Raimi, I beat uh, Spider-Man 2, the video game. Wow. Hey, does is, is he have a cameo yeah. in it? Yeah. Um, he actually doesn't, unfortunately, and neither does Bruce Campbell, which is a big bummer too. You know, I, I like I like
0: his his voiceover over the narration of the sure. Spider-Man games. I always thought that was super fun. Oh, Bruce Campbell did? Yeah, the Yeah, he he them. That. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because yeah, I remember even like the PS1 ones. It was uh, Stan Lee doing the narration. Yeah, so. Bruce Campbell takes over for like, nice. the, the movie Spider-Man games
1: in the 2000s. He's like, what are you doing? You're fucking up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you like, do really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was, it's really, really great. Um, they did a great job with Venom. They did some of my favorite things. Uh, they really ripped from, uh, no spoiler, but they really ripped from uh, Ryan Otley and Donnie uh King in Black arc
0: in the comics. Is that the Venom that's, like, a from a different planet? Or yeah, where he's,
1: like, from a different planet and, like, the whole thing. Like, like god the king is of coming. symbiote, yeah. or whatever? Okay, king of symbiotes. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But, why not least, like, symbiote design for when, like, Null, like, the symbiote god shows up, I always thought was so cool. Where there's, like, these, like spindly, like, goo monsters and, like, these, like, spirals on their faces with the big mouths. Constantly
2: was... being flung everywhere. It's like, yeah, they yeah. always seem wet. Yeah. yeah,
1: they're always wet and gross <laughs> yeah. and tenderly. Yeah. And it's like, they just look great. Right. And... Like and they come with all these different colors, and like when you see like the classic like black one with like the red spiral, you're like that. That's <laughs> the nastiest one. You're like oof. But I, I thought that was really cool. Venom gets big wings in the end, which I just was screaming over. I was like, it's like they stole exactly what Ryan Otley made. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, is it stealing if they're like, it's all It's really from- all Marvel's property. They can yeah. do whatever they want with it. But I was like, I hope they paid him something. It's like, oh, something just sure. like, literally his design, or, like, that's his.
0: Yeah, I'm always curious how it is like, with all the MCU movies, especially. Yeah. They, like, it's all adapted from mm-hmm. the comics. So I'm sure something uh, goes on there. But who, uh, you know, that's some int- weird yeah. thing But I know Tony Todd voices Venom, right? Oh, yeah, he was great. Candyman oh, himself. <sighs> yeah, he was so good. He was like, we are Venom. And he was so good at it. Death. That was a good impression. Thank you. <laughs> Death from the Final Destination franchise, mm-hmm. which you can check out on our podcast. Sorry, right, we did that. <laughs> oh, way back when. But
1: yeah. well, a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so long ago.
0: It does feel like we've been doing this for a long time. It does, doesn't it?
1: But super great. I loved it. Playing as both well Spider Man is so fun, and they're so different and like cool in their own ways. I still have a preference towards being Peter Parker in it, just ever so slightly, because I like his moves set a little more, and Miles' Venom thing confuses me a little bit, but it's easy for the most part. My one critique of it is that it's too short, and it's like overly wholesome sometimes, where I'm like... <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, like... Like sentimental, like, almost? No, like so sweet that it gives me a cavity. Sure. Or that we're like talking like... <laughs> I don't know. It's such a weird feeling when, when you're being like... You're being like too sweet and like... Too coy? it's just like, I don't know. It's like, I guess I like it's not point, earned or it's not that it's not, I guess, I guess it's not earned. Right. I, I prefer a little bit, a little bit more, maybe things a little more gritty. And the fact that everyone's like, you know, everything in the end is gonna be just fine. Like me, everyone knows sign language. Me and my deaf friend, like just everyone knows it, and it's like really just part of our life.
0: Like everyone's life
1: in New York City, apparently,
0: because everyone understands it. And Uncle Ben comes back with angel wings and it, fights the green goblin. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's
1: just like they they really play like light on like social issues. They are like, they talk about like the bees and stuff. How like oh we gotta save the bees, and I was like oh, I kind of wish that. I could play this game. The bees be fine in the Marvel
2: Universe. You're playing the game so you don't have to be reminded of the bees. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> with the shit that's going on in the world. And I point to the Danica cast, which she shows up in the Miles Morales game as like, basically Spider-Man listens to J. Jonah Jameson's podcast in the first one. He always And like, he's not like alt-right anymore? No, he's supremely alt-right. <laughs> he's like he's horrifying. Spider-Man's
0: listening to this?
1: Guys, as like- as like a like self like deprecation like 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 you know Spire he's a whipping boy like he'd read the news articles that J. Joe and Jameson writes about it he him. loves like, the Da Vinci Code yeah he loves the Da Vinci Code <laughs> he's a big fan of that nerds rope uh, but but I always thought that was funny that he'd like subscribe to J. Joe and James's podcast to be like I am a piece of shit aren't I and so. <laughs> in miles morales he subscribes miles to it and it just kind of comes on miles is like i fucking hate this and so he unsubscribes and subscribes this other girl's like spider-man's awesome he's like subscribed immediately <laughs> and, and so she comes back and she's kind of on both feeds now along with jay jonah and she's just so like i don't know she's like overly optimistic about everything and just being like that jay jonah james is sure is bad or like <laughs> that black spider-man suit sure is bad i'm like i know i know it is <laughs> but like how do you know how do you know anything of what's going on danica
0: it's as if spider-man's meant for children (laughs) i know right spider-man's meant for children
1: exactly but anyway don't like her so much but everything else i thought was great venom's terrifying and awesome and there's this great sequence with black cat as well where she gets like a magic artifact from dr strange's house and it's teleporting with portals all over the city that's really, really cool.
0: Does Candyman talk about bees? I mean, does Venom <laughs> talk Man. about bees? <laughs> <laughs> You're, <laughs> killing. You're killing the bees, Peter. He needs to save all
1: the bees with the symbiote suits. Yeah, and Harry Osborn is uh, Venom this time around, which is fun.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Has that happened in the comics? No. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. No,
1: it's usually, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or somebody else. But yeah, you know, they kind of like twist things, twist things around a little in the video game version.
0: Sure. So that's cool. Does he cry at any point? Who cry? Harry. Eddie Brock.
1: Harry? Oh, Harry cries. Little Goblin Jr. Little now Goblin Jr. <laughs> there was a couple times where I was like, I'll put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. Dig- Bring it back to Sammy. <laughs> yeah. Or now dig on this. <laughs> I, I did a lot of now mm. dig on this, especially in the black yeah. suit. Okay, so that's Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man PS 2. Um, then me and Karen went to go see uh, my favorite comedian, Lily Sullivan, was doing a one-woman oh, show. Cool. And uh, that was just the Elysian Theater. And we went over there and super duper funny. I, th- I think she's hysterical. We both had a really great time there. The show's over now. So <laughs> if you didn't see it, you missed it. But Karen kept remarking that there's like a very, there's like six different versions of the same person, six different. There are six people here, and they're all different versions of each other, basically. So, like...
0: Like, this, in the in the, people going to go see her? Yeah, like,
1: almost, like, NPC people. It's like, there <laughs> yeah. are six of them, but then spread out all over <laughs> the room.
0: Copy-paste <laughs> these archetypes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Where it was, like, cool-looking hipster or grunge or, like, that
0: kind Where of you're of like, thing. oh, yeah, there's a Connery. There's a <laughs> there Tyler. There was a couple times
1: she was like, that someone looks like you. That's, I was like, that looks like Tyler. <laughs> 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 but it was very much, I was like, I feel cool. Like, that's the thing. Like, it feels like yeah. a cool crowd, <laughs> But that was hysterical. She was super funny. Just, you know, awesome. I love Lily Sullivan. She's hysterical. But uh, that's my plug for her. If she ever does a woman show again, go see it. If you're in L.A. Or anywhere. I'm sure she's touring, right? Um, No, actually, she only did it here. Never mind. Yeah, she <laughs> did, like, uh, I think three shows. Yeah. Yeah, it was called Quit While I'm Behind. I got a signed headshot from her when she was just giving out at the door. That's was cool. was pretty funny.
2: She herself was standing there with the No, staff. Was okay, like
1: yeah. But she just handed, her sister handed me so whoever, this usher girl, handed yeah. me and Karen one. And I was like, oh my
0: god, that's so funny and so on brand uh, for her. Still gotta wait for the stickers to get mailed to me. The franchise podcast stickers. Ooh, you guys have merch. Some yeah, we st- yeah. got merch now. Well, I'm gonna just slap them all over town. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hopefully nobody like. We're gonna vandalize. <laughs> he, he put his uh, fingers up in quotations. <laughs> it was just, the voice. Yeah yeah legally it was in the voice okay <laughs> what's the third one we got we got to get to yeah, no, i that. know i know third one <laughs> is I know.
1: third one is oh i started playing alan wake 2 and that's really really great too it's uh what's called uh basically twin peaks on horror steroids and it's been amazing so far just started last night but i had a ball
2: i played the first one but that was like a decade ago yeah they're very cinematic as video games aren't they yeah, yeah. did you ever play control I don't think I have now.
1: Oh, controls really great too. Yeah. They kind of do this uh, thing where they mix in like video game and FMV kind of overlaid over it. Oh, interesting. Oh, so you I have do like an FM, uh, full motion view, video. You would
0: love it. You would love. It. <laughs> oh like, you especially. I mean, I with wide <laughs> eyes and like
1: insane look, and I'm like, you would fucking love. His control. fingers are also in quotation <laughs> marks. And I, I'm quoting aggressive. <laughs> but you would love control
0: tower and you yeah. really 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 love Outtake okay. too because like, i love those old like 90s games that are mostly just like on video mm-hmm. that you're just yeah. like hey oh, sure. go over here and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing oh i just lost the game <laughs> well that was kind of cool though at least yeah. I don't know. but you have these like cool moments so they're very artsy about it so yeah. you
1: have like you know the 3d gameplay happening and then like you look on a tv it's live action happening on the tv or like you go to this uh the, the fbi detective girl you play as you go into her mind palace and then like She's thinking at like this table, and then like FMV plays in the background, like the silhouetted like corpse that's like talking, but it's all like FMV'd and weird as it kind of like skulks around her. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool, very trippy. Twin Peaks to the max. I'm I'm in love with it right now. So anyway, that's all for nice. me. Mason, Spider Man Two,
0: Alan Wake Two, Evil Dead Two, Evil Dead Two. We're doing all the twos. Here. <laughs> Mason, what's well. new with you? <laughs> Break it down. Out. <laughs> Well, recording
2: this at the end of October, um, every October, I always try and do like a horror marathon, Sure, mm-hmm. many of you guys do. I do mm-hmm. a horror October. I've been doing it for like 10 years, and it's like a good way to like see all these new horror movies or old ones that I haven't seen before, do a little small deep dives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I was going to talk about, no, I'll get to it in a second, but you guys mentioned Final Destination, Yeah, I yeah. saw a movie. It's on Shudder. It's called Soul Survivor. Have you guys heard of this? No. It's essentially final destination, but like in the eighties, a woman survives a plane crash into LA and all of a sudden she's being plagued by death, except death is personified by the dead people, like a, not a, almost like ghost, like zombies of the people who died on the plane crash that she Mm -hmm. should have died on, but she was perfectly fine. And so then it's pretty much this mystery about what's going on. It's, it's like final destination. It's, you could tell that it's almost like a a remake of that, but they cleaned it up, obviously. Um,
0: poster looks really cool and it it's also
2: a, says before final <laughs> destination there was dot dot, dot <laughs> there you <laughs> go literally so, on this poster. Yeah. it's, on it's a great poster too um that's on shutter if you guys want um the other thing i was going to plug tonight was um i just saw lomberto bava's demons um, Ooh yeah it's so much fun um i had never heard of, i mean i've heard of it but i've never seen it before um lomberto bava is the son of famed italian director mario bava and it's produced by Dario Argento, who lomberto was an assistant director for and it's just one of those things that like it's very peak '80s, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it also um, it delivers. It's such mm-hmm. a good time. I think they played it at the New Beverly, and it's one. So, like, here's the quick premise of it: mm-hmm. um, they go see a haunted movie, oh. and the movie is um, like ghosts or demons start possessing people in the movie, and as it happens, the artifact in the lobby. Starts possessing people in yeah. the audience, so essentially they just have to start fighting it. It's like a zombie movie <laughs> yeah. contained in, in a um, in a movie theater. Yeah. It's such such a great time, great effects. Um, there's also like a great chainsaw. I'm sorry, a great katana on a dirt bike sequence. Yes, <laughs> we always love those. <laughs> it's set up early in the movie. It's like Chekhov's dirt bike, but it's it, 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 it fucking delivers. <laughs> it sounds it's, like Hard Rain with Michael Douglas. Yeah, no, that's a great motorcycle oh, chase okay, in it yeah. too. Yeah, is, is the or, katana
1: uh, motorcycle in John like three or four? Ooh, i think that's that's three. a third that's one, three three yeah. three yeah 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 Yeah. so good
0: yeah and then he has horseback as well yeah he has yeah. horseback as well right hmm. wait what's that called dead dark Rain? Pur- no it's not purple rain <laughs> hard rain is the 90 90- okay sorry i'll come back to this i got distracted by what that movie is called you're talking about
2: the one with michael douglas mm-hmm, and yeah, he's in yeah japan that opens up with like motorcycle drag races right? yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really scott movie Ooh. oh right 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 yeah um black rain black rain that's yeah. what it is yeah he- heavy rain is that <laughs> the video game, the, video game hard- the movie video game yeah <laughs> and then yeah. hard rain i think it's called is like this 90s movie where a city a town floods and people are trying to rob stuff and that's hard rain <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry
2: so i i i'm i saw this literally like it must have been like yesterday morning it was fantastic mm-hmm. they made demons 2 which have you have you seen demons 2 yeah yeah okay i so i haven't seen it but here's here's my question mm-hmm. Because it takes place, it's the same thing that happens, except they're watching like a TV broadcast in an apartment building. And the moment I read that, I immediately think, this is exactly what I wanted out of Evil Dead Rise and probably
0: didn't get. Oh. Right. Having seen it, have you seen Evil Dead Rise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, does, how do they compare to, between the two? I don't think there's really any kind of... Oh, between Evil Dead Rise and Demons 2? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's really that much meta-ness uh, in, in Evil Dead Rise, unfortunately. Like, in terms of like a broadcast or anything I, like that? I mean or? more like DNA. Like, I, I mean that in the sense of like, so my, one of my, well, we can talk about it. We'll
2: get to evil dead yeah. eventually. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was kind of disappointed by evil dead rise in the sense of just like, I right. liked it. I loved that they took it out of the cabin in the woods and brought it into an apartment building. But I thought it, the concept was, a, wasn't as executed
0: as well as it could have been. Like, they, they, yeah,
2: it's pretty much all in one room versus an entire apartment building. Right. Mm. Right. Um, and I, I,
0: I, yeah, I, can't wait to talk about that movie too we can also talk about it a little bit now because like we'll we'll get into your like your yeah. history with evil dead but y- yeah like i think the best part of evil dead rise is the intro like right. at the lake and i mean everything. great like, title so I mean, when she rises yeah. like it's a great title but then it's also like oh it's in a sky rise in la that's like the least la thing also right. like, if you're gonna set it in los angeles it's like well it's filmed in I new zealand okay that makes more <laughs> sense yeah
2: <laughs> which again if you're if you're just gonna be in an apartment building it doesn't matter that much, you know, um, mm-hmm. except the fact that you just you're giving your New Zealand actors American accents. Yeah, but I just felt like again you're bringing this into an apartment building full of people, and you mostly
1: still contain it within one apartment. Oh, it's right. Like, okay, so now, I, yeah. So you think the apartment whole apartment building should have just popped off? I
2: I think if you're doing something within the yeah. Evil Dead franchise, I think, I mean, everyone like I said, this franchise means so many different things to different people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like. I just kind of wanted it to be a little bit bigger and it felt, if you're going to take it out of the cabin in the woods thing and you're put it in a new environment, I just would like to see them, um, take
1: more advantage of that environment that they're choosing to. Do you think you know people I mean? are yeah. getting like too scared? Like, I feel like like I've seen like the, they did like that remake in like the 2000s yeah, yeah, or others. Right. And that was just like pure horror, wasn't it? Yeah. It's more
2: of like the first one, like the tone yeah. of the first one. Right. And
1: then this one also seems to skew more towards, I haven't seen the new one either, but okay. it, it seems to skew more towards pure I horror. Like, am I am Evil Dead 2. Yeah. No, 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 not Evil Dead 2. This, this, Evil this Dead oh, Rise. Rise, Rise, sorry.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So with the remake, I and mean, there's like 2012 or
0: 2013, was
1: it? Uh, twenty thirteen. Th- yeah. Um.
2: That one's really dark. And I actually yeah. really do, and you guys have got to it, and if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it, the, the quick pitch on it is like, let's just recontextualize this for someone withdrawing through drugs. So it's like, you kind of can't tell, is Ooh. she hallucinating? Is she yeah. like, and so like, I love that concept. And I think it's pretty solid, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. Um, but they're going for like, let's do that splatter film, gross out like all gore effects type thing. Go for the true horror of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I just, I I, I feel like when it came to Evil Dead Rise, I wanted, I need to see it again. Because it's, you know, I only saw it once in it when I saw it in theaters. Um, But
1: I was going to say, like, it does it lack that camp, I feel like. That's kind of like, I feel like that's wrapped up in Evil Dead or, like, it's scary. But even the first one has a lot of, like, silliness to it even, I feel like. I
2: think the one thing, and I don't, I haven't seen anything. I think it's Lee Cronin, I think the director is. Yeah, he
0: did Hole in the Ground. Which um, I haven't seen. Which is, uh, it's pretty just, uh, like, straight up horror. Sure. I don't remember it being very campy or, or funny in any way. I liked it, but...
2: I think you know. I think one thing he excels at is because I, anytime I try and find a new filmmaker, I try and like what. There's a million different ways to do the job. What's yeah. one thing they do really, really well? Mm-hmm. And I think he's good about horror, about having good imagery. Like, yeah. I, the best shots are in the trailer, and there's some great mm-hmm. shots in the mm-hmm. trailer that, like, oh, I still think about. But in terms of actual like building the tension or like r- racking things up, I just I don't know. It it wasn't in the t- in the, in the the spectrum of. Evil Dead to Army of Darkness,
0: it wasn't quite my taste, and I kind of wanted them yeah. to go a little bit harder. But, yeah. It did a- feel pretty restrained. I mean, I haven't seen the 2013 one. It did feel pretty restrained in some ways, where it's, like, not super bloody until near the end sure. of the movie. Right. Um, I kind of like the creations in it, mm-hmm. but we'll have to talk about that more in detail because I don't want to like because you haven't seen it. yet. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a lot more like barfing of like poison-looking <laughs> oh, cool. stuff, more though, or like really dark blood. Sure. And I then I think uh, there's like yeah, it just it, it didn't feel as gross mm-hmm. as the other ones. So. Yeah,
1: well, I, I guess I, I want to ask you guys: think they're like scared to kind of embrace that like silly? They're aspect probably yeah. Like, they're probably trying to get more because you mentioned like the apartment complex, and you wanted to get bigger. But I was like, I feel like they didn't do that because it would become Evil Dead Two or even like Army of Darkness if like everybody's involved then it becomes like us versus them in a very real way
0: yes i mean that's basically what so to go back to your original question with demons too i would say yeah i wish People dead rise was more like demons Two in that it has both of those things where it's like really <laughs> silly and i don't know how much the intention of how silly it is is there um but more so it's the entire apartment building is taken over because they find like a demon like that's basically the it, movie starts with like they're watching a TV program, <laughs> which is basically the mo- the first movie, sure, yeah. And they're just like, "Oh, demons! That's so scary! Like, let's go and, like demons kind of exist in the real world." Right. So, like, oh, let's go find where this place burned down and go see if there's like a dead one or something. But unfortunately, that one kind of comes back to life because of like the kid kids or like the teens like bringing it back on accident. Sure, and that in- infects the whole apartment complex, um, and it is both scary and it's just like, uh. It's both really scary, but also it's also so like there's a bunch of bodybuilders working out at a gym uh, but, in the apartment complex. But that, that's like right for a bit, like you know, what I mean? right? You yeah, know? and
2: like that's the one thing I would say about Demons One is it delivers. Like, yeah, above, above all else, you're getting your movie's worth in there. I know? think
0: you're getting your movie's worth of Demons Two as well, but I think it's like much stupider than the first one. <laughs> sure, it's like yeah. I had a lot because it becomes like a standoff between like a, a half the apartment complex. Some of which are bodybuilders that are like pushing cars <laughs> over to like barricade, <laughs> and then all these like demon people coming out, which are very much like deadites. So nice. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but no, it
2: sounds it sounds like it, that's
0: exactly what I wanted out of it. Yeah, yeah I think it's well worth worth. Uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. Yeah. So anyway,
2: I saw Demons. It was yeah. fantastic. If you like Evil Dead too, I would wholeheartedly recommend the first Demons. It's really good. It's on Shutter. Um, nice. Yeah, and I think they just released a 4K two pack of Demons one and two. Oh, nice. Nice. So. Get yourself a two-pack. A (laughs) two-pack.
0: Two-pack and 4K. (laughs) Let me open up my six-pack of Surge Energy drink. (laughs) Watch Skidamarick next. (laughs) I'm so jacked to watch (laughs) Skidamarick.
2: Guys, we should just do Monster Truck commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I need to
0: add a a bunch of different sounds on here. I know, right? Uh, This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) Sunday, We'll watch Cranked. Cranked? Cranked 2. Uh, Cranked crank two, 2 is great. <laughs> Let's talk about crank 2 for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, you know what else is a sequel that we need to talk about? Because it's the name of this episode. Evil Dead 2. Ding, ding. There you go. <laughs> Do you feel chatty today? I feel like we're really chatty yeah, today. Yeah, I mean, I brought a bowl. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm warning you now. I will go down any tangent you guys need. So if this isn't a four-hour podcast cutout, whatever you
1: need. This is yeah. like the whole fucking yeah. show is. Let's do basically. it. Yeah. I was going
0: to say any tangent we need. I mean, like, <laughs> in most of the tangents we come up with are, I'm like, we we do need we do- to just talk about the movie <laughs> Yeah. Again, yeah. But, <laughs> but I've been looking forward to particularly this episode because I feel like the final or, oh, uh, God, Resident Evil movie episodes were... Pretty short because it's just yeah. like there's not a lot of material there. But truly, this is going to uh, we're at minute uh, 35. We're gonna start talking about the movie now. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> <laughs> so, Connor, you've only seen
1: this, or no, you haven't seen I've this I've never movie. seen this one. So, going past Evil Dead 1, I've never seen any fantastic. Of this. Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: I've only seen this movie once before. I've seen oh, the wow. original Evil Dead uh, like five probably five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and how, then, how long ago did you first see this? This movie, yeah. I, it's been a long time, probably like almost a decade. Okay, so yeah. it was almost
2: like seeing it again for the first time. Like you knew yeah. what, what was happening, but to see it with fresh eyes, I mean.
0: Yeah, and then I've seen uh, Army of Darkness once too, and I was like, oh, this is like a lot of fun, like the fusion of, of the medieval stuff. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, but for this one, for the for the longest time, I remember, well, because I'd seen The Evil Dead so many times from like renting it in high school or something, and then I, they're like, oh, you got to see the sequel, and I checked that out, and I think at the time I was like, oh, this is too like goofy for me like Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it and thought it was like a really good movie but i don't think like i think i always liked the first one a lot more sure like you're saying with alien and aliens (laughs) it's it's a different vibe it's
2: especially when it comes to horror like i have a friend who works like in a horror film festival Mm -hmm. and he just has an aversion to horror and comedy and so he prefers evil dead one Hmm? there's no wrong answers no um but they are completely different palettes and that's why it's even i don't even want to disparage like the new evil dead as much as i just talked about it but like <laughs> but like quite honestly like it it means so much to so many different people depending on when you came into the franchise that like there
0: it's it's almost impossible
2: to do a remake that's going to satisfy everyone because, yeah yeah
0: yeah but well i'm glad they like totally changed the tone because otherwise it would be kind of the same movie with better effects which yeah i could be okay with but you're talking about the same movie of like army of darkness or like uh, the, evil dead evil dead 2 oh sure right. no yeah yeah,
2: yeah. um Well, you can tell, I mean, that's, and we can get into, like, when we talk about Evil Dead, you're really talking about genre, right? And I think kind of what makes these movies what they are is Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, they're not really fans of horror. They never really were. They did it because they wanted to make a cheap movie. Yeah, and so like, okay, well, let's deliver on the movie. They like Three Stooges movies. They yeah. like comedies. <laughs> so they they, they, they like, look kind of like Looney Tunes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and 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 like the whole house laughing is such a Looney Tunes moment. Where I was like, this is so fun. I love this. And it's a nightmare. It's
2: and it's it's one of those things. The fusion of horror and comedy. And they're doing bits. And they're doing bits as horror. And um, it to me, it's like the perfect chocolate and peanut butter moment. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, you've invented something. And not they didn't invent it, but. It's just such a perfect um, fusion of two different genres that complement each other so well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, like, where'd you get the the Evil Dead bug? Like, have you were you always into horror, or was it specifically because they do feel a, so different from so many '80s horror movies, too? For sure.
2: Sure. I mean, I I did grow up on horror. Um, yeah. My mom grew up in the '70s and '80s, and so she like when she saw like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, she's like, "Oh, these are silly." <laughs> and so, like, when me and my brother would always rent movies from the store, we we went through a period of like when I was probably like. I don't know, ten or eleven, and she's like, "Yeah, you can rent these. These are silly. They're not. They're not actually scary. Go ahead." Yeah. So like, we went and saw like The Exorcist. We would see like The Shining. I still haven't seen The
0: Exorcist. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because you like,
2: should just pause this right now. <laughs> to see the Exorcist.
0: I want to see it like in a big uh, on a, on the big screen. Sure, they I usually mean, yeah, show we them to a lot. I'm surprised you yeah. haven't gone on the new Bev and done. I know. Like that I got to do it. <laughs> it's
2: it's 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 worth it. It's really yeah. good. Okay, yeah. sorry. I, I no, really no, no, no. I'm again. I was going on a tangent anyway. And so like, and so I. Horror movies have kind of always been in my DNA too, a little bit. Um, and I, it's one of those things where it's like I used to not watch a lot of horror because I, I'll appreciate when horror is done well, and it's usually just done fast, cheap, you mm-hmm. know, you just get it out there. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, the Evil Dead franchise was always kind of in my osmosis culturally. Like I, when I was ten, I had a friend who had an Army of Darkness shirt. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys remember, like in the nineties and two thousands, they had like if you were at a gas station or something, you saw like a zine, like they're like these bootleg magazines. And I saw one of those probably like Dragon Ball Z. And I get that. And then it's like, who'd win in a fight? Pokemon Ash or Evil Dead Ash? And it's like it goes side Evil, by side. <laughs> Evil Dead Ash. Yeah, yeah. Right. Kill yeah. him. And so I'm like I'm like, I have no idea who Evil Dead Ash is, yeah. but he's got a chainsaw for it. And I'm like I'm like ten or eleven. I'm like, this is fascinating.
0: Does that mean <laughs> I've never thought of this before, yeah. but like does that include Ash's Pokemon? Like I, I, is Ash Yeah, is, what are the rules? I Ash... have no idea. But
2: it's like one of it's, it's literally just comparison charts. And like this super friendly, like cartoon Ash, and then there's like evil dad Bruce Campbell Ash, Ash Bloody Williams Chainsaw.
0: Just gutting Pikachu. Oh,
2: Guys it, Pika. these zines were like insane. That's like the old Fangoria stuff. Yeah. But um so like Fast forward, I'm probably like I don't know, 13 or 14, and I used to spend my weekends on the couch just watching like movie channels, mm-hmm. and that's where I got my like early film education. So yeah. I would see like Taxi Driver next to The Crow or Pulp Fiction and Dead Presidents, and mm. all. And I don't have context for any of these things. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who Martin Scorsese is, but I know I've never seen anything like Taxi Driver at 14. Yeah, you know? um, and so <laughs> redefined
1: be- your whole personality. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Clearly, it's still left marks. On, yeah, um, and so and so I remember just seeing like army of darkness and it's like 3am everyone's asleep and i think i i don't remember which one i have to say i maybe i saw pieces of evil dead mm-hmm. yeah. but i knew i knew of army of darkness because my friend matt had that shirt i like mm-hmm. i finally got to see what this is yeah and i guess thir- 13 is probably still a little too young to watch it but it's still like it's, it's the silliest I think you're on the, the cusp like, yeah, you're, you're yeah. There. it's yeah. the silliest of the three it's probably the most accessible and you know it is I don't know. It is. That's the most slapstick. And so when I saw that, I went, probably went back to, okay, well, he's got a chainsaw for a hand. How did that happen? Like, <laughs> I probably saw, I forget which one I saw next, but I, I saw those in the window between like 13 and 16. And again, I don't, IMDB boards are like the closest thing you have to like movie internet. At the Literally. Time, yeah. You know? So like, I'm just kind of discovering it for myself and reading up on trivia and then Late years later in like my late teens, early twenties, I buy like the five dollar Blu-rays from like the bin at Walmart. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm just building a slow Blu-ray collection. <laughs> and these movies just also happen to have like great special features, great commentaries, and great making of. Like these are one of those movies that the making of these movies is just as fascinating, if not more, than the movies themselves. And so they're like a film school into themselves. Yeah, it's like Lord mm. of the Rings or something. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. like
0: a whole different scale. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, it's so <laughs> extensive. on yeah. they're like they're behind the scenes stuff. Like, yeah, yeah,
2: Christ, great commentaries mm-hmm. and things like that. And so, like as you get into filmmaking, now all of a sudden you're appreciating them in a whole new manner, right? And I'm no longer a fan of Army of Darkness. I like Evil Dead too. Oh, maybe I, I like like Evil Dead One. I always compare it to like um, El Mariachi, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like it's just this this gritty. Let's just get our friends
0: together and make this happen. Yeah, it's like the proto idea kind of. thing. yeah. Let's just um, make it before it's perfect. Like let's just do it. You yeah, hundred
2: percent. Let's yeah. Let's find it. We don't know how to do it, but let's find we're a way. gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're
0: gonna find those dentists. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're get our money. You guys have too much money. Yeah. <laughs> And, sure they do.
2: <laughs> and so, like, to me, they've always just kind of been there. I've, I've always appreciated them. But, like, as I've gotten older, I've returned to them, and I appreciate new things about them. Now, like, do I find them funny? Do I find them scary? Not as much as I probably did when I was younger, but I appreciate how they're made now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's the journey of how these things are made and the choices and how they did them. Um, it's funny, so when you originally asked me, like, hey, do you want to come on to the podcast, talk about evil de- like an Evil Dead movie? I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. Hopefully, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could do Evil Dead too." And then he mm-hmm. texted me, I'm like, how would you feel about Evil Dead 2? <laughs> I'm like, well, let's do it. Perfect. <laughs> because um, my wife and I, when we got engaged... Mm-hmm. This is again, sorry for the tangent, but this is no, no this, this, is, this, is, this is all yeah. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is what it is. yeah. When we got engaged, we went up in the mountains and rented a cabin in the woods, like this big ornate thing. We had like an entire weekend together, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And like that night, we have like a fire roaring, and she's like, We should watch a scary movie. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, we should watch a cabin in the woods movie. And what's a better cabin in the woods movie than Evil Dead 2? And she's like, Do I need to see Evil Dead 1? I said, No. <laughs> they cover it in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yep, literally. And we're like a few minutes into it, like, what, what is this? And I'm just like, okay, watch what Bruce Campbell's doing because he's doing a lot and it's very overly theatrical. Mm-hmm. But think about how hard it is to do what he's doing on the level mm-hmm. and to be that, to play it that big. <laughs> the question is it's, it's not if he's playing it big, he's playing it big. Yeah, yeah. It's does it match the movie? Is, is he in the right movie? You know, I heard Edgar Wright say the, the best compliment he ever got was someone came up to him and said, All of your actors are in the same movie. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, in terms of directing, a big thing is tone. And the one thing this movie has is tonal control. Like, between the horror and the comedy and, and, and what Bruce is doing especially, it's ath- it's athletic work. You
1: yeah, know? yeah. There's He's a certain- doing that
0: whole thing with his hand himself. Like, that's insane. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a cer- certain part in the movie where the uh, camera's just zooming through the house. Yeah. And I, I was watching this with uh, my fiancé, <laughs> with Lily, uh, last night. And she she had only seen the first one. So right. she's the first one. And I was like, man, just – just bruce campbell like crashing through this house and everything there's just one actor in this movie for a large part of the movie and he's selling everything and like you're invested and it's just a camera following one guy being like just Mm -hmm. cracking knocking over doors like it's so much energy yeah and
2: and it feels like everything you mentioned especially like the one thing where the camera's chasing him through the Mm -hmm. house and then he weaves through the house and it almost feels like a joke because then they like a like a comedic bit like you're watching like uh i don't know um Key and peel. Like they just keep upping the bit <laughs> yeah. bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now he's chasing through this room. Now he's chasing through this room. Now he's going <laughs> in the between walls. the walls. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like the thing can't find him. So it's like looking around for him. You can feel the personality of the spirit yeah. and then it runs out and it's like, it's just bits. And it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's some comedy to it, but really it is just like, it's, it's not even necessarily a punchline. It's just, it's having fun with it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's still upping it. It's creative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's it's thrilling. It's a thrilling movie.
0: No, it's awesome. So you watched this movie in the cabin and then proposed? Is that Well, what no, I I proposed that
2: morning. The trick is oh, to get okay, it out okay. get yeah, the yeah, stressful part the out of the day, yeah. So... Yeah.
0: How'd you feel about that? If I if I had
2: proposed after Evil Dead 2, she might not have said yes. <laughs>
0: You're like, okay, we just I just proposed to her. We're engaged. Yeah. I got this in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> locked in. Yeah. No, 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 no she has to watch yeah. Evil Dead too. She's like, you know, I
2: haven't signed the paperwork yet. <laughs> no, she loved it. And so like it, from that point, like there's certain like it becomes like an in joke for us. Like sometimes yeah. so, something dramatic will happen. We'll be like, Linda Like it's just like, you know, it's yeah, it's a good time. It's good. But yeah, so again, when you asked about like, do you want to watch Evil Dead 2 I'm like, who have you been talking to? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I mean, I, I peruse all over letterbox sure. and I, I follow you. Sure. Um, and I saw that you had a five star on there and I'm like, okay, I have some other guests for other ones. And I'm like, okay, if you're giving this five stars that you must like it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I feel yeah. like that's yeah, a bet. So, Hey, it worked out though. Yeah. Awesome. It's always great when somebody has like a personal connection to whatever. Yeah. And whatever. such passion yeah. for it. Obviously like you do. I just love filmmaking. Like I love, I, I have a friend who's like a, a SAG rep over in New
2: York and, um mm-hmm. And I won't say what, what set he's visiting, but they're visiting, he was visiting a set of a a sequel of an indie movie that's just one of those pulp B movie movies that you know just plays for a midnight crowd. Mm-hmm. But it's a low budget. I think they got their funding on Kickstarter. And he's like, Mason, I was visiting it there, and they were just so excited. And there's like this excitement on set, and they're they were so so excited to be there. And it reminded me of this time. I didn't I didn't go to film school, so it's like my my early short films, it feels like you're inventing filmmaking as you go, because you don't know what you should be doing. And I think these movies, and I think when I mentioned El Mariachi earlier, these, these nitty gritty movies where you just have these kids picking up cameras and making it happen. I don't know how we're going to do this effect, but we're going to we're going to mad scientist our way and figure it out like a puzzle. To me, that's like the most exciting type of filmmaking, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, because it's just, it's so pure and you don't know, you're, you're making mistakes left and right, but you don't even know because you don't know what you should be doing. But it's, right, yeah. it still creates this, and like, and to, to go through and whether you're a fan of horror or not, and I don't know why you'd be listening to an Evil Dead 2 episode if you were, weren't, <laughs> but it, if you haven't seen this movie, if you have any interest in filmmaking, I would totally recommend seeing it because try and even imagine the choices that are being made and how you come up with these choices because they're they're brilliant. Like, it's just so creative. They're just like constantly, it's
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the whole thing with Sam Raimi, too, like, especially the first Evil Dead, he's, like, 22 when he he, uh, finished that movie, and I'm just, like, there's just some, that's the whole thing where it's just, some people are just ready for it at a certain age, and it's just, like, nobody else is ever, like, I'm thinking of, like, people from that generation, like, I guess certain horror directors, um, like, like Joe Dante, and I guess you could even say, like, John Landis, like, they're all weirdly influenced by, like, uh, like 40s comedies and like Looney Tunes and like the Three Stooges (laughs) and everything and they infuse that into horror and it's just like wow like there's not really later on like filmmakers that I can think of that are still influenced by like, cause I always love that Looney tunes energy, especially from like mm-hmm. Joe Dante, like gremlins and stuff like well,
2: that. But. You're, you're referencing specifically like, like slapstick and stuff like yeah. that. But I think, I think the core of what, what makes this good and its knowledge of genre is like, when you take a comedic filmmaker like Sam Raimi, who loves that and you like Joe Dante or any of these guys and you put them in a genre that's kind of outside of their wheelhouse. It's like, I have a friend of mine who is a screenwriter. who's like, I really don't like sci-fi. And I said, well, I would actually love to read a sci-fi story that you tell because you're probably going to tell me a sci-fi story that I haven't heard before. Right. Literally. Because you're going to come at this from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, is there a, and I think that they are delivering on, it is a splatter film. Like, they are doing gore effects. but it turned the,
1: somebody into a smoothie <laughs> when they dragged it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean... Like, but even you could tell they're having fun with it I mean to come up with stop motion you know like a stop motion dance sequence in the middle of it um, yeah
1: literally that's one of my favorite parts yeah, Linda's dance I think is so great with like her body trolling her head staying in place <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking phenomenal five stars
2: and you have all these legendary like makeup effects artists at the time that will that even reading behind the scenes like they became friends on this set you mm. know and like and it's just it's the right energy you have the right people in the right rooms and it's just it's magic happening
0: yeah yeah yeah, just even on on Letterboxd, there's so many reviews of people being like, "Oh, like I'm just so in, like," because you know you're obviously rating it right after you watch or whatever. It's yeah. like, oh, I want to go make a movie now. Like yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah, one of those yeah. movies that make you want to go watch another movie, and it especially did make me feel that way too. Honestly. So yeah. Okay. So my question, Connery, hmm. this is your first time seeing it. Yes. And you're allowed to hate, it, obviously. No, I yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah, it. it awesome. Yeah, I was I
1: gonna really ask, did. what did you think of it? I I really really liked sure. it. it. I love the claymation stuff. I think the the one thing I said about I praise the most about the first, the first evil dead where I was like, I did not remember that whole like sequence where like the person's like melting and decaying and like going crazy. And I called that beautiful and that scared (laughs) a lot of people.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, there's artistry
1: to it. Yeah. Like there's like such art in that grotesque moment that it's just, it's so much like it brought me so much joy for some reason where I was like, someone works so hard and like, how the eyeball spills out, and like how the skin decays, and like what happens after decay, even, and like what goes like beyond even that into this like horrible visage. And this movie just capitalizes, I feel like, on that idea so much. And there's like so much, what's like rampant terrible joy in like all of the things in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like I can just seem like Linda's dance is something that I really that I really was like incredibly drawn to, and I was I was a little high when I watched it. And sure. I, that totally was like well, I was like holy shit, this is incredible. There was that the house laughing. I thought was amazing. I thought that whole moment was like so cool for some reason. No,
2: it's it's haunting. It, it feels like a Looney Tunes yeah,
1: it a nightmare. Does. It's like yeah. Demented Evil Looney yeah. Tunes. You think about
0: when like the little like the eyes are projected over the house too. What does he say? Like, it's, like like, it's like a face over it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's like join us or you say like, join. Yes. Us. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Right.
1: And uh, yeah, and this like like the lamps start la- just la- the whole thing's awesome. Then there's. I, I like when he's let's carve up a witch and, like, <laughs> the, the wife just kind of bursts. Like, well, he like, of course, I buried her in the basement. And then the wife, like, bursts out of the
0: basement. And
1: he's already down there. Yeah, yeah. he's already down there. It's perfect. It, it, it was such a surprise. It confused me at first because I had no idea it was, like, a requel thing. Sure. So I had, like, no idea. I was like, I was like, I already know this happened. Is this, like, a recap? And I was right. like, oh, no, this is just, they're just, like, reframing, like, the entire first movie and, like, switching it up. Which which I was like confused with, but then okay with once I finally realized what was going on.
2: It was it, it was funny like on the commentary. Bruce Campbell's like, "Well, I was weird when we were filming this that people think that
1: Ash is just gonna go back to
2: the
0: cabin after the nightmare of the first. That's why that was happening. Is he
2: stupid? He's like, well, he is stupid. And then a new no, woman
0: yeah. is there.
1: I'm yeah. like, I'm like who's that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah Lily was having the same questions like wait why is he going back there I'm like actually he's he's not he's going there for the first time She's like But well, he went there the first time in the yeah. first movie I'm like uh yeah but like it's kind of like a remake of that and then it becomes and then like I got to the shot that's like a good encapsulating shot of the first movie just the last shot where it's mm-hmm. like the the uh dead eye energy or whatever mm. goes up to him sure. and like he's spinning in the trees sure. and stuff like that <laughs> which I still don't know like how they spun him around like that but he, he diagrams it in his
2: uh, so like Bruce Campbell has this like memoirs it's uh confessions of a B movie actor it's like chins could kill I think it's oh of right yeah that sounds familiar and he it, he hand diagrams all like the like the crash cam through the windows yeah it was literally like. It's like a dolly with a pole and there's like an X and his arms and legs are strapped to the X <gasps> okay, in front of it. Yeah. And he, they're spinning him as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like so so Tyler, It goes back to like you have to invent your way into this. Like yeah. how would you do that? Well, if you don't mind torturing your actor and your actor's on board. Like right. the old the old joke is Sam Raimi just like beating the shit out of, yeah. Uh, yeah. out of Bruce Campbell and he's on board. Yeah. Um but yeah,
1: that that's how they did it. It's very, very analog. Yeah. And I, I, I was also just so impressed with like his just very physical acting or like the whole hand sequence really like got me especially when, like he's like dragging himself across the floor and Good like, hand like animating yeah. his hand to just be like this whole like separate entity. I'm like, that's really hard. Like that's good. Dude, yeah, he does a
2: front flip. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. like he's smacking
2: plates into his head and then he yeah. grabs his head and he does a full front flip. And I looked at the behind the scenes. I didn't see cables. He's literally just he just does it. He's just super acrobatic. Like apparently he had been um he's like, "So, I've got to be a hero for this one." Mm-hmm. So I I did 2 hours of working out after the 12-hour set day. You so after he had I think like 4 weeks or maybe 12 weeks or something like that of like working out prep mm-hmm. and during the actual production he's still after 12 hours of shooting he's mm-hmm. going to a gym and working out for two hours more damn so he's in really good
0: condition here mm-hmm. yeah he's doing full like marvel mode literally <laughs> yeah doing, like
1: full like <laughs> horror movie action marvel mode yeah. <laughs> But I I think that's another thing that really just spoke to me in general. I was like, just like how good I think now he is or how at least physical he is of like
0: an actor. Yeah. And so this movie came out six years after the original. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reasons why it took so long. But like Bruce Campbell was trying to, you know, break out into Mm -hmm. the film industry more. And so is Sam Raimi. Uh, I think Bruce Campbell was just on a uh, soap opera or a a drama TV show (laughs) called uh, Generations and he didn't have much other success besides that and I, seeing other bruce campbell stuff and like seeing his career after this it's it it is hard to fit him into things i yeah. think that are not complete like he is so his own entity in terms of being like all that energy that it like he fits really well in some things, but it's like he's not going to do like a super dramatic performance. I feel like most of the time
2: he's one of those actors who he looks like he'd be the cover of like a soap opera, like yes. or, like a romance novel, absolutely. Yes. Where yeah. he's
0: he's aggressively chiseled,
2: and he, mm-hmm. um, and part of the reason it works in the Evil Dead movies and when Sam Raimi uses them is because he uses that against the character. Mm-hmm. He he makes the kid he makes he makes him kind of a himbo. Yeah. He, yeah. And he <laughs> right. and he abuses them. And quite honestly, that's actually some of the best comedy and that's actually some of the best character development. When you see like the old like um Charlie Chaplin or like Buster Keaton, it's they're constantly pushing the character down and so that way when he rises up, it it, it feels more of like a higher higher arc for the character, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I mean, it's like punch it's like Everyone wants to see him succeed if he's constantly getting shat on the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> And it's just great storytelling. And so the problem is if you were to cast him actually like as a Brad Pitt type, as a leading man, yeah. it, it, it the audience doesn't warm up to it as much. Yeah. He you needs know? to
0: be like an aggressive underdog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't have somebody like Stallone or Schwarzenegger no. in yeah. this role because it's like they're just action heroes. Like yeah. Bruce or like Ash. You know they're going to win. You're not sure that Ash is going to win. <laughs> yeah and uh but i mean i guess some of it is just lazy casting later on it's like oh you know he was an evil dead so he has to be in a genre thing probably but well i think
2: it's also stuff that was offered to him i mean i think if you look at the the career of of bruce gamble he's one of those first like circuit guys who would like would hit all the um the horror the horror cons and he's what i think i mean i to my knowledge and i think he's one of those first people that really went from like convention to convention and like Get your autograph signed by Bruce Campbell and like embracing the fans. Like, mm-hmm. there's like the old saying of like in the elevator, like no one knows who he is, but the moment he steps out into the convention floor, he's the biggest, he's, he's Elvis. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> no, no pun intended for which I saw Bubba, Ho- Bubba Hotep this um, for the first time this Horror October, and
0: I was kind of disappointed. Oh, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. I keep meaning to see it. I. It's one of those things you hear so much about. What is Bubba
2: Hotep? So, Bubba Hotep. <laughs>
1: I always feel so stupid. Tyler makes horror seem like, like this like heightened so stu- intense genre
0: where even he's like, oh, I can't talk no, from, like I'm what are you fucking knowing. talking yeah. about? So we'll get into my neuroses a little bit <laughs> in a little bit. Because it's related to this franchise too. But sorry, go ahead. Bubba Hotep. No, no, no. so Boba- you don't know about Bubba Hotep? <laughs> no, I don't.
2: So like this is like a for me, it's I always get excited. Like when you said you hadn't seen The Exorcist, I'm excited because like just like I get to ask you, you get to see Evil Dead for the fir- mm-hmm. Evil Dead 2 for the first time. Yeah. That's fresh eyes, you yeah. know? Bubba Hotep, um, again, I just saw it for the first time this month. Um, It takes place in a small retirement community in small town, Texas. Okay. And Bruce Campbell plays um, a character who's a little bit older. Uh, He's clearly at a retirement community. And he's dressed like Elvis. Oh. And he claims to be the real Elvis. He says he switched places. with. He got tired of all the fame and all of like, couldn't go anywhere. So he switched places with an Elvis impersonator. And that's the one who died. Oh. Meanwhile... Also at this retirement community is a man who claims to be John F. Kennedy. Good, um, who says that he was swapped out between and uh, Dallas. Is up there too? Oh, hold on, it gets crazier. So, uh, so this guy um, claims that uh, he was kidnapped and they dyed his skin black, and that's why he's a black man. Oh, okay. okay. And so, and so, so that's just the setup, and then people start dying here at this at this uh, old folks home, which mm-hmm. is kind of what happens. But yeah. people. Like their souls start getting sucked out, and it uh-huh. turns out there is a mummy going around, and so now Elvis and JFK must take on this mummy. Now I know that premise sounds exciting, but I was I saw this on an airplane. It was just like I'm like 45 minutes in. I'm like, I, I feel like it, it it's trading too much on the. How quirky and random are right. we? And it's yeah. not—it's not delivering. It's right? a very
0: delicate balance, mm-hmm. right? It—it's—it's it's too cute for its own good. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, um, like Spider-Man Two, the video game. <laughs> the Spider-Man Two, the video game. Yeah, <laughs> too cute for its own too good. Too cute yeah. for its own good. Yeah. There are parts of like this—it stops being cute, but the most of the time it's too cute for its own yeah. good.
1: <laughs> it's a Spider-Man Two, a video game
2: of Elvis impersonator. Movies. Interesting. Okay, yeah. noted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both you, Mason, and uh, and uh, recent guest, print and Klein, have given Boba. Uh, Bubba, Bubba Ho not the greatest reviews. Yeah. So. Okay. There you go. But uh, no, so my whole thing with horror, and I think honestly, there's something weird about recent horror movies that, so I've basically gotten really into horror in the past couple of years. and oh, really? I would say between when Midsummer came out and, and like up till now. And that's the whole thing with like the whole concept of like elevated horror and everything like that. And like a 24 horror is really kind of reigning supreme in a lot of, and, ways. I, and I want to say you said elevated horror in quotations. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah. You have to, you have to do this with your fingers <laughs> at sure. some point sure. yeah. 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 since yeah. me and Connery have both done it um, because it just feels very dismissive of all other horror and it kind of,
2: that's the complaint against the term. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: I think it attracts audiences. To horror, which is great, but then those people think that like all other, I, I'm saying complete blanket statement by calling it elevated as horror. I think it kind of makes people think like, oh, this horror is way better because it's atmospheric, it's contemplative, it's, it's got
2: subtext, it's about serious issues. Yeah, like yeah.
0: like uh, like something like like Hereditary. I, I didn't love the first time I saw it. Even Midsummer, I didn't love the first time I saw it. I'm so glad you but said that. Then, I don't
1: like Midsummer that much either.
0: But uh, yeah, like, uh, but then. I really liked Bo's Afraid in a lot of ways that I didn't like the other two. And I'm like, okay, I got to go back and watch those two. And maybe I was just being too um, counter to what it was the biggest thing, you know? But you
1: like rog- Roger Akers. Yeah, I do.
0: I do love uh, Robert Akers' movie. Yeah. So it's like there's... It's like kind of like art house horror thing, like mixed with like ele- like saying elevated horror. I don't know. <laughs> well, just- you're also mentioning two really
2: good filmmakers, right? Yeah. And right, like, and, and like those don't I feel like don't even encapsulate. Like I think A24 is one of the most exciting like studios going out right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but people aren't seeing everything they're putting out, and their batting average isn't the best. But when they're highs, they're really high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Robert Eggers and uh, Ari Aster are two some of the most exciting filmmakers working right now. Yeah, literally. it's it's funny you guys uh, you didn't you. Like Mitsumar, but didn't attach to Hereditary. I think I had the opposite response. I saw mm-hmm. Hereditary when it first came out, and it was to me it was like one of the most exciting. This felt like, and also by the way, like there's a lot of The Exorcist in Hereditary. Yeah. Hereditary to me felt like a love letter, to, like 1970s cinema. Like there's mm, yeah. so much of that slow burn coming in there, and even structurally, is very similar to The Exorcist. Yeah. So when I saw Midsumar when it came out, I was kind of disappointed because, I. I you know, it's funny, Ari Aster talks about like whenever you f- have a first big hit, the advice that Martin Scorsese told him was, don't even think about it, just jump right into the next movie. Mm-hmm. So he's already, I think, either rap production or he's already mid-production in Midsommar when Hereditary comes out. So wow. he's not even thinking about it. Yeah. And so it's coming from a different place. yeah um, To me, and I would like to re-watch Midsom- Midsommar, and I hear there's a director's cut out there. Mm. Um, yeah. that, that is better. But to me... Um, it felt very much like what do you think that movie's about? It's exactly that and there's no there's no difference about it. Yeah. And I like the execution. I love Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a mean fucking screenplay too. Yeah. Like it's really really it's it's really good.
0: Um but, but talking about yeah. uh the hills have eyes just like being yeah. really mean to these white people yeah. <laughs> like, These people are fucking idiots it's like, white people being kill them mean to other off. white people <laughs> but, well, okay so <laughs> well, i'm <laughs> just saying like all the all the, the backpacking people yeah, yeah, that make it yeah, yeah. sure. seem so stupid they you are know? stupid
2: yeah well i haven't seen uh, uh hills have eyes in years but it, yeah. even with the way you described it like it seems like it's ripe for subtext if if the nuclear people are there as like Um, almost
0: like America's past sins of like the nuclear testing in the, in the wasteland and stuff like that. And also just like poor people living out, like, uh, like people who, this is also a big blanket statement, but like usually housing is cheaper in the desert and like people who go far away, you know, there's even a line like that. in uh, Hills of Ice part two, it's just like, uh, people that live this far out here are here for a reason. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe that's political, maybe that's financial, maybe. Well, that's, uh, let's, you know, but that's your entire point right. against the elevated horror thing is it's that the other good storytelling
2: like, has always had subtext. Yeah. It's always mm-hmm. kind of been about something. And people like when Get Out came out and I love Get Out. Yeah, but like it that is a mainstream movie that all of a sudden people are like, Oh my god, it's horror and it's about something. It's kinda like they live is about something. It's like they're all about something. <laughs> yeah, right. Generally, if yeah. a
1: movie succeeds, it's yeah. usually about something.
0: Yeah,
2: like, that's just that—that's just good storytelling. And mm-hmm. those are great, like the A twenty four movies that people are talking about are great examples of that. You mm-hmm. know,
0: yeah. So, like, I, I love that you brought up They Live because that's one of my favorite like movies of, of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I just love the whole like blue collarness of sure. it and like the very like middle class or working class aspects of it. That's sure. not. Like you don't, they just don't really make a lot of f- big horror movies that way. It feels like, I don't know, like the cinematography is so beautiful and like that's great. Uh, like I don't, I don't know if it's the era where it just like feels more workman-like. A lot of the, like Jar- John Carpenter that's, stuff. That's like, Carpenter screen. himself. Yeah. yeah, and then but so, so yeah. Just we'll go back to Evil Dead <laughs> in just a second. But <laughs> yeah. just like especially Ari Aster, like my my whole uh, uh, like perspective on him has changed so much. Sure, especially after seeing Bo's Afraid*, but also just seeing a lot more horror. Like you're right, like. Hereditary does have a lot of, like, 70s influence, and, like, there's this movie, like, The Sentinel, that's just, like, so freaky that feels a lot like this. I was very dismissive of uh, Hereditary when I first saw it, because it felt like, what's the, like, absolute worst thing that you could ever, like, happen to your family? I'm like, oh, that's really interesting, but then it kind of just slowly changes to being about, like, a demon that it felt like it doesn't really—I'm like, what is this? Like, I thought we were focusing on, like, the family, like, themes of family trauma, but then it becomes, like, that— Like all about like a specific demon, and it's just like okay, he's just obsessed with this like demonology. Yeah, but then it could
1: it becomes like it it went from like Steel Magnolia or something to like (laughs) Steel Magnolia. And what what's the one with like the the family like the kid drowns or something and like i wish you drowned instead or something like that wrong kid died wrong kid <laughs> died
2: <laughs> um i have no context for what you're talking about and yeah. it is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing i was like <laughs> flowers in the attic in yeah. my, I, I
1: think it's, it's like an old, old drama that's yeah, literally yeah. about like a family it's a movie. melodrama yeah yeah it's a melodrama yeah. i don't know what's called what's that other movie about with brad pitt in it where it's like uh he's dramatic and he scalps people in world war ii Oh Inglorious uh, Bastards. Bastards? No, not Inglorious Bastards. How but many I, movies did Fury? you see? No. Oh my God! Brad Pitt? Yes, Brad Pitt. And he scalps people in World War II. It's, it's very young, apart right, from Legends of the, fall, Legend of the that's Fall. That's World War One. Yeah, World War I, Sorry, he scalps people in Legends
2: yeah, of the Fall. Yeah, I think yeah, so. He scalps yeah, scalps people. The that's Germans. like a whole
1: scene when his brother, younger brother, dies. Yeah. He goes to the enemy trench and he like scalps a whole bunch of people. We're referencing like
0: eighty movies this right? episode, and I like <laughs> anyway, it. Yeah. So
1: like family drama. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. like the family drama, but then as soon as the edge is over, because there's only so much you can do in that horror department. There, where it's like, what's next? They never talk to each other ever again, but it's like, but we need that something to make it spooky.
2: I I think if you like the voice of Ari Aster and you see like the things that he's doing, I think you should see his early short films at AFI. Oh, because you see him really developing there because there is that family melodrama that you're Mm. talking about. But there is also like he's not quite the filmmaker he becomes, but you could see like the foundation still there. And there's one that's I think it's called like Meet the Johnsons. That is mm-hmm. horrifying. Yeah, I'm really. sure you, you may have even heard about. Yeah, it. It's like, perfect, yeah, and it's all within that domestic life. About right. the domestic life is on the surface, and what's underneath the surface is actually what's truly, truly fucked up. Okay.
0: Yeah, um, I have a feeling if I'll watch if I rewatch either uh, *Hereditary* or *or Midsummer*, I'll, I'll like them a lot more because I was also dismissive of *Midsummer*, where I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of just like um, *Cannibal Holocaust* or something." But it's like, yeah. But it's okay to do this version of it now because <laughs> it's like weird spiritual white people doing it so it's not (laughs) as problematic but it's like the same like genre subgenre, sure. It's, it's folk horror, yeah, yeah, folk horror, and yeah. it's like, oh, if I go back now and having seen a few more folk horror movies in general too, I'm like, I think I'll just have a better. It'll be it'll be Wicker more fun, Man. you know. I saw, Man. I saw
1: that for the first time
2: this month too, and that oh, was yeah. fantastic. Oh, I, I
0: loved it.
1: Tom I said, watch Wickerman, you're gonna love it. And I was like, I did love it. <laughs> I
2: it was so charming. I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Little seaside.
0: You hear English so much town about it, yeah, that's <laughs> deeply, <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah. deeply fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's so, that's the pitch on it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. It's on the yeah. I love I love little like quiet towns that are deeply fucked. That's like such a favorite subgenre of mine. Even uh, Midnight Mass. Uh, have you watched that
1: yet? No. Oh, that's so
2: good. that's
0: seaside town. That's fucked. Okay. Yeah.
2: Midnight Mass. Most Mike Flanagan stuff is really
0: really good. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. watch that in Hot Fuzz again. Good. Um, okay. So <laughs> yeah. the last thing I just wanted to say about Ari Aster before we go back to <laughs> oh Evil Dead, I'm transitioning back to it. The main difference with like Hereditary, I really thought about this when uh, he has to bury Linda. Sure. Uh, in Evil Dead Two, and Ari Aster, like the whole thing is like uh, you guys have both seen it, right? Yeah. Tridentary? Yeah. And um, you know his uh, the guy's sister, it's you know her head gets blocked yeah, off sure. from like yeah. a stop sign or whatever that he like drives by. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, like the so much of the movie is about that, and that's the inciting incident basically mm-hmm. for all of the trauma that happens, and like that's where the horror begins. Yeah. Really. Um, and that's the entire film. However, Evil Dead Two. She dies so fast. She's like a stop motion thing. Her head's rolling around. Yep. And then he's just like burying her. And then it's just like, all right, anyways, uh, I'm done here. Like, <laughs> he doesn't. Even,
2: the all only the introduction. Yeah, yeah. He
0: only processes it as he's looking at himself in a mirror and like it becomes like a pool of himself pulling himself in and it's like mm-hmm. becomes a psychological thing. But that's it. The rest is just all this technical like gags and and bits but, and stuff like that. But
2: I don't mean to cut you off, but even the mirror shot yeah. is. It's an optical illusion. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's it he switches bodies or he switches yeah. people. And he does the same thing in Doctor Strange, but he's doing it with VFX. And to me, yeah it loses a lot of its and I'm I'm not I'm not one of those anti VFX people, but like there is a charm and there's a uh tactileness to the practical effect and building it in opposite set. So like for those who just to paint the image, he builds the exact set on the other side, and yeah. instead of it being a mirror, it's a double of the actual set. So he has he switches Bruce Campbell over. It's a magic trick. And it's beautifully done. And as soon as it happens, even though when you see it happen, you're like, oh, that's cute. That's clever. Like that's something you have been tricked and you weren't aware of it at
0: the time. Yeah, even, like, I mean, it doesn't work as well, maybe, but, like, Terminator 2, when they're, like, doing the surgery on the back of his head and everything, and it's just, like, not him, but it's, the mirror is the actual actors.
2: It's a deleted scene in it, too, and it's, like, they, because they, Linda Hamilton has a twin, and so they, they they work on that, and the, the, the Schwarzenegger in the, the mirror is the actual one, and the one in the foreground, that's still moving and talking, they're drilling into his head, and so you can Mm -hmm. actually see
0: into it while they're doing it. It's a great, great effect. Mm. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like I'm not trying to just disparage Ari Aster in fact like I like I want to go back and watch and sure. like cuz I really liked Bo is Afraid and uh, I just think what people's public perception of like what the best horror is right now is so radically different from the kind of horror movie that like either of the first two Evil Deads are that I miss like this kind of just like this like really compact thing that's just like what the fuck did I just watch <laughs> instead it's like so much stuff is slow and contemplative now and that kind of is like what's popular I feel like in I, horror but I'm but at the same time, like Ari Aster and Robert Eggers are like doing their own things. They're, they're kind yeah. of like setting that trend, I guess. But
2: I always say film is fashion, yeah. And you can always tell almost like a when a movie was made by the film techniques that they're using, what they're interested in. I do think w- when I saw Hereditary, that kind of started a, um, a new trend in despair. Yeah. Like, I that movie, like when you mentioned like her head getting cut off, I think about yeah, the image, uh, it's horror is great imagery when mm-hmm. it's done well, and the image of her head is really like fucks with you yeah but i think what's more traumatic is for the next two minutes there's a montage of the mother crying and she's scream crying and right you're living yeah. in that agony and then it cuts to like a family dinner table yeah. and just the uncomfortableness and the the despair and the misery there that's mm-hmm. what the emotion he's holding on to more yeah. than the horror of that right and i think that's what midsummer it's it's, a, it's yeah. like those are the colors he's painting with you know uh, more so than um let me do this gore
0: effect or you know um yeah i'm not trying to even like criticize those movies i just like miss these kinds of movies but then to say i miss these kinds of movies it's like sam raimi is so singular and evil dead is so singular that i'm like what is this kind of movie it's just like was a very specific thus brings us back to evil dead rise and like (laughs) what
2: did you what did you want from that movie and did it deliver it um and i don't think it's it's unfair to hold another filmmaker up to this standard
1: yeah um such a specific (sighs) standard yeah, because I don't. I don't
2: want because I do think some of the best parts of Evil Dead Rise are when he's aping the imagery from this, and we won't talk yeah. about specifics because I obviously if you haven't seen it, but like, um,
0: well, there's chainsaw stuff. You definitely there's chainsaw, say there's stuff. chainsaw I mean, stuff. I
2: mean, even like the the, the Evil Dead vision, you yeah. know, and how he plays with that in the mm-hmm. opening shot, I think is clever. I think there's a lot of cleverness there. But the best, but it's uninspired. It's not attached to the movie. It's let me do this this imagery that you're familiar with something else, and let me just insert it. Mm. And I always you can always tell when something is inserted into a story or it's extracted from the story, right? And so when it's inserted, it just sticks out there. And so if the best parts, if the imagery from Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead Rise, if the best parts of that are from another movie, then I'm kind of just thinking about a better movie the entire time I'm watching it. Right, right. Um, and that's kind of what to bring back to Evil Dead too. They're they're from a place of pure imagination. Mm-hmm. They're just coming up with this stuff on the fly. And because neither of them, like you even heard Bruce Campbell talk about in interviews, like we weren't horror guys. And we... we this is what sold like they made what what we haven't talked about is after evil dead 1 when that finally came out and did like the exploitation like drive in circuit and it becomes a name for itself years have gone by they're already moving on to something else they're mm-hmm. moving on to crime wave crime mm-hmm. wave which bombs
0: and yeah i've never have you seen that movie i've seen pieces of it i okay. haven't sat
2: and i would like i even just as an experiment because I think it is more of an outright comedy. I think it's also more of a, it's a crime film. Yeah.
0: Um, I hear it's kind of a hard watch. <laughs>
2: I would like to, I think you can, even as a filmmaker, you can, you can gleam a lot from misfires. Yeah. And I think it is, a, I think it is a misfire. And I think, cause I think it's also that now their tails between their legs and now let's, okay, let's find out. Let's, or let's, let's go back to the roots of what will sell. And now we have a bigger budget. We've learned more. And because they haven't gone to film school, they're learning as they go. Um, everything's bigger and better in this one
0: yeah and originally they wanted to do like Army of Darkness as evil Dead 2, sure <clears> but nobody would pick up like the funding for it because mm. it was too different like they'd... it's also
2: you when you're doing location in period and, and medieval, medieval. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a bigger that's a, that's, that's a taller order you know? yeah definitely compared to like a cabin so it's yeah. like <laughs> I'm sure you want you to do it but uh yeah and, and even I'm sure you guys saw it in the research and stuff like that they filmed this in a gymnasium
0: oh right yeah mm-hmm. like they
2: they went to um the same the same town. I think it's called Wadesboro, the same town, the color purple. Spielberg had just filmed it. Oh, yeah. fun. And so they kind of took over the town. Everyone's like, cool. So you got Spielberg money. He's like, No, no, no. It's, like, it's a famous <laughs> quote, quote by Bruce Campbell. It's like, he's the Cadillac of movies. We're like a Chevy Nova. So um <laughs> I think they they rented out like a high school, either it was a abandoned high school or it was just the off season. And so like they um like the library was the production office, you know, the cafeteria was their actual like <laughs> cafeteria. <laughs> cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they built all of these things instead of their stage, they built it in a gymnasium. So yeah. the cabin isn't a gymnasium on, on a thing that they totally control. That's so wild. But it's also done for... Cheap, you know,
0: yeah. yeah. They did De-, De Laurentiis wanted them to shoot at his like uh studios in Wilmington, but yeah. they're like, uh, let's try to be a little away from, from the producer, especially he's like a huge producer in that time, like, yeah, yeah, yeah at least his name is so well known. Like, mm. but he also just <laughs> sometimes would fake crap, you know. Yeah. So well, I mean, like... he did a lot of pulp stuff, like, he did yeah. a lot of early Michael
2: Mann stuff as well. Like, he did, mm. I think, I think the De Laurentiis family is famous for having the rights to Hannibal, like, mm. um, I think, oh, I'm pr- right, that I'm was, pretty yeah. sure he did Manhunter um for Michael Mann if i'm not mistaken i think De Laurentiis' group is also they produced um silence of the lambs mm. um which obviously won best picture yep um if you guys haven't seen that i think that's one of the best movies of all time it's really yeah good. definitely <laughs> yeah. it's it's it, it's really really good um
0: uh well, also this movie got made because it's like it was dino dorantus's son's shell company or something that they were able to produce this movie through distribute <laughs> so distribute, distribute right yeah. because yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. It's, I'm, yeah, well, I'm the one so, this you. Like, was rated. Oh, <laughs> well, I know. We're just like, movies. Yeah. Man. Movie. No, because like this was rated X. There was no way to uh, give it an R rating. This unless this rated like, X? Um, or, like, it eventually was not rated. Oh, okay. But, like, there was no way to give it an R rating uh, mm. without cutting out, like, 20 minutes of the footage. Wow. And even, like, I think, I don't remember if it was a producer or, like, a distributor or something saying, like, there's no, it's not fair to the movie or the audience to cut out 20 minutes. So, the only way they could really get this shown in theaters like i think it well, at least started limited mm-hmm. but it was not rated that's the only way they could get it in rated so they had to do a shell company within <laughs> laurentis's company to push it out rosebud pictures yeah rosebud pictures so which sam raimi like shot the logo for it's just like a flower and furling like a rose so oh, it's like fun. it all it's such like a but like sam Raimi, such a good businessman even at this age like that's mm-hmm. you know that's how he got the money like I think $300,000, like back then, like now that's that's a lot, lot. you know, like to get for your first movie. Like, I mean, I don't know the actual logistics of that, but like for me, if I was making a movie, you know,
2: when I, it's funny because I, again, never went to film school. So like, I, I've heard that, uh, Robert Rodriguez book, uh, rebel without a crew where he talks about making a bell mariachi for $7,000. Um, and that's, that, that's handed out day one of film school. This is how you make a movie. And when I read that, I actually don't read how to be a filmmaker. I read how to be a producer, yeah. yeah. how to be a mogul. Cause it's even when he talks about movies, he's not talking about it from like a purist artistic perspective, like, like Quentin Tarantino or something like just being a, he's a cinephile. Sure. But like, he's talking about, I need to make three of these movies. I need to make a franchise that I can then sell to then make another movie.
0: I need yeah. five by kids and two spin spin-offs. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> he needs, he's building franchise. Yeah. 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 And so I'm building
2: an empire. here. And so when I hear early stories of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, they're making pragmatic decisions, not because they are like, ooh, I, w- I need to show my art. They're horror cells. And so that's why you get this fusion of something mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of outside of the wheelhouse. And they're delivering on the genre. I think that's yeah. what's key. It's They're making a splatter movie, um, but they're making it in their own way. And it has that thing, their fingerprints
0: all over it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's... I just can't even... Yeah, think of other splatter movies um, that came before... For this really like maybe or, is it was more like giallo stuff or like i don't because because i i loved peter jackson's early movies too you know because i was so into lord of the rings i'm like what else did he do i'm like what the hell nothing <laughs> nothing I'm like lord of the rings yeah yeah i guess i think you were exposing me to all that i think i showed you meet the feebles in college and you're just like what it's like a it's like a puppet rabbit like humping another rabbit throwing up everywhere and dying yeah yeah, just, and then the frighteners mm-hmm. and just all that other stuff bad taste and all yeah. that yeah so it's like I'm trying to think of like did Sam Raimi really kick off like a lot of that too well I think he,
2: he's like when you every generation they, they're inspired by the generation before if you listen to Edgar Wright you know, he's talking about seeing like raising Arizona from the Cohens, which, by the way, the Cohens—I don't know if you guys mentioned this—worked on the first Evil Dead*. I didn't know
0: that. R- no, we didn't mention that. I know they all lived in a house together. Yeah, uh. in Silver Lake. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they, like they, uh, it's like them, Holly Hunter. It's like there's like seven of them. I want to say I'm getting confused with the movie Brad. It was like who was like dating Brian De Palma. but like there's um,
0: yeah, they're all together. That's so crazy.
3: Yeah, and, and so. Uh,
0: Yeah, Scott Spiegel, I think, lived in the house, too, and he's the one who they brought in to co-write this movie, because Sam Raimi worked with him on, like, Super 8 movies when he was a kid and everything. And uh, and so I can only think that these guys, when you're mentioning,
2: like, was he the first, I know he inspired an entire wave of people after that. Um, But I think, I would have to think, he's probably inspired by, like, the George Romeros, you know? Um, Yeah. And, you know, I George Romero has, like, Night of the Living Dead, and then... When he has Dawn of the Dead, he has Dario Argento producing, you know, who's like a legend in Italy, you know. Um, and so I think everything kind of builds on each other. Um, I think it comes from that nature of just like, let's just get it done. Let's mm-hmm. just figure out how to do this. We need to make a career and this is, this is what we want to do. And it's so impressive because he's doing it at such an early age, Yeah, you know, um, to be that business minded, to look at it, not as a movie sense of like, oh, this is my art. I need to express this, but more of like, I need to have a movie. Let's have a business card. This is it. So even it's also be kind of the
1: right way to do it. Honestly, really well, have a plan. It's pragmatic. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. It's, and so like people even like, if you even ask me like, is Sam Raimi even one of my favorite filmmakers? No, not really. Mm-hmm. But I do think that every time you learn, I, every time I sit down and watch a director, I try and take away what is something they do with, do well at. And they have that, that gritty um, let's just figure it out as we go. And quite honestly, like I think, you know, I I would love to see him flourish in a way that I feel in a film that I think truly feels like him. Like mm-hmm. you think about like Darkman or something like that. He wants to do the shadow. <laughs> yeah. You know, Darkman rules. Yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Darkman's Darkman's fun. His Spider-Man movies are great. Yeah. You know, um, even his, some of his later period stuff, there's still that Sam raimi in there. Yeah. But, you know, I also think that, you know, um, one of the Ferrelli brothers directed a three Stooges, three Stooges movie that everyone forgot about. Wait, but, what, but hold on. But, what, what about it? But, but no, oh, here, think, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> What if Sam Raimi directed that? Um, because you yeah. have this guy who loves shtick. It loves would be slapstick. better, I think. You know, it, it, arguably it could be good. Like, it, <laughs> or maybe not. Or maybe, or maybe not. I, yeah. I don't know. But like, to see him do something that is so openly slapstick, which is clearly yeah. where his heart is, mm-hmm. and clearly what he wants to do, I, you know, clearly people when, when studios are looking at directors to make movies, they're like, oh, well, what have you done so far? And you, the, Sam Raimi's the horror guy, but he's a horror kind of against his own. Um, his own taste, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So to, I would love to have seen. Not I. I have really not much interest in a modern day Three Stooges movie because you're basing it off of different characters. But if you are going to do that, what, why wouldn't you do that guy who
0: built his entire style off of it? You know. Yeah, and um, just even thinking like Sam Raimi's like middle career sure. kind of thing, like um, uh, uh know, I, I a simple like plan, a simple right? plan. Or uh, I think of like The Gift. I always want to say yeah. Bandits, but that's the other movie that's close. I, <laughs> I,
2: I, I Bandits is charming. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's fun there's bandits is having fun a simple plan is a, again a mean fucking movie <laughs> like like a lot of Ramy movies um uh,
0: for love of the game too which i haven't seen it's like he's just trying his hands at different like sure yeah. like that's like a sports like drama kind of thing and it's the quick, sad the yeah quick and the dead feels the most like his early like uh movies up until that point and then he tries to do a bunch of different things this is like what do i do now and then he finds Spider-Man and is like mm-hmm. that's like a perfect fit for some reason. Quick and the Dead feels like a good
2: predecessor to Spider-Man. Yeah. Like in the sense of just the energy and like, you know, um, you know, we we talk about like his style and like his like impressionistic stuff. I was just like Quick cutting and doing stuff. We talk about Spider-Man too. The, yeah. the Doc Ock scene when he comes out of the octopus. Like yeah. I just watched that on YouTube and like that is a perfect encapsulation of like the Sam Raimi style mm-hmm. of like you see the claw moving this way and it's setting it up. And there's like, yeah, there's the emotion to the chainsaw, but it's how he's doing it that like, oh, this feels like Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm.
0: It feels like less um, like in your face, but it's still definitely in your face for a Western especially. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. It's the same ring Western, but then it's also him like working with Sharon Stone and like Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe and Gene Hackman, like, like these like big actors, you know, and Westerns
2: kind of lend themselves. And that's also when you're playing with different genres, Westerns like lend themselves to being that big thing. If you think about like Sergio Leone movies, those are big operatic music videos, you know, like that's essentially what he's doing with it. He's inserting his form into that genre.
0: I, we're basically just going through his whole film. <laughs> let's let's not talk about yeah. Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's get back to Evil Dead. Although the end of this movie does feel very Wizard of Oz. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I
1: was, was going to say Poltergeist.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which I couldn't remember if you'd if you'd seen or not. I've seen Poltergeist. Yeah, I I Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep on being like, oh, have you seen this movie? <laughs> I knew you don't watch movies, Kenny. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Which is extra <laughs> weird that like Poltergeist. Um, the remake is produced by Sam Raimi. Oh it is? Which I remember seeing once and I'm like, what it? Like I, I Interesting. I, yeah, I'd seen that. Is bef- that
2: the remake? Is that the one with uh Sam Rockwell?
0: Yeah. Interesting. I've never saw it. I saw it once and I'm like, this isn't like I didn't really I really wasn't into it. Sure. And I had never seen the original and then I saw the original and I'm like, wow, this is incredible but i that's, love the
1: original poltergeist it's so good yeah i haven't seen the sequels but i just love the original sure. so much I, I watched it as a teenager and i was like this is my
0: jam the sequels get weird i would be interested in doing that on this podcast at some point it, but yeah. like it's so different from the first movie in terms of like just quality and budget i think and just a lot of different things mm-hmm. like but that the third poltergeist also takes place in a uh, skyscraper so oh, that's nice. it's got some connection to evil dead rise i guess <laughs> i don't know so, so connery it, yes
2: were you expecting the tonal shift? Were you prepared for that compared to the first movie to the second one? I actually watched
1: the Evil Dead TV show. So I was. Ash vs. The Evil Dead? Yes, Ash vs. The good. Evil Dead. Okay, so, so you're familiar I, with the. I was tone. familiar with, like, the camp, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I know this gets silly at some point. Sure. This comes in somewhere. Yeah. Just waiting for the silly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Evil Dead, the first one, I'm like, it's scary, and there's some silliness there. Like, I can see it, and I spy it, and I know it. Yeah. But even behind all the gross. But the second one, so by the time it gets, like, more like loony and stuff, I'm like I'm like, here I am, I'm home. Like <laughs> it's honestly like uh it's gonna sound even dorkier, but like that's the Dungeons and Dragons horror I capitalize on, where it's like that fine line between like horror and camp and trying to keep it more like there. So it's like horror where it's like, oh they're disgusting, but also like it's doing a dance and it's like, you know, the whole house is laughing. Right. And I'm doing the same fucking examples over and over again. Or like the big face in the door is sure. great and yeah. like with the yeah. tree grabbing him and well, it's like awesome.
2: It's it's bits
1: without actually being explicit comedy. Yes, exactly. So it's like you can find the humor in it, but yeah. also you can be horrified of it.
2: There's irony. There's yeah. uh, there's it's it's absurdist. It's you even mentioned Hot Fuzz and I, I, Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite Edgar Wright movies mm-hmm. because again, it also treads the genre so well it is. It delivers on being an action movie. It mm-hmm. delivers on being a buddy movie. It delivers on being a comedy, but it also delivers on being a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't each one of these things doesn't take away from the other. You know, um, and I think that's where yeah. kind of where most horror comedies kind of falter is a little bit is they lean too much on the comedy and it takes away the tone of the horror. It makes it less scary. It's um, I hate to use the the Marvelification, but like sometimes <laughs> it's famous for like when Marvel would crack a joke and takes the wind out of the scene. Yeah, yeah. How absolutely. do you keep the tone up? How do you keep the tension up? And it it it's a different type of humor without actually making setup punchline. It's horror structured the same way where it's like set it up and it's the tension between that you live in. And so you're still doing comedic bits, mm-hmm. but it's actually not like haha. It's like oh, that's really clever. you know? Yeah,
0: right. yeah. I'm trying to think of like any recent horror comedies that I just in general like either work or don't work. I, I just keep thinking of like uh, like maybe Cabin in the Woods, which is also just like a whole great example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's a great example of
1: it, the whole horror. Yeah, but right that, that's also yeah. been a, that's released a while ago, yeah, like, I, I, like 2011. I can't. Yeah. I can't point to like a. Whole Horror comedy thing, I feel like, in a little bit at least. I
2: think of like Tucker and Dale yeah. versus Evil, but yeah, I think yeah.
1: I think even that, I think my my biggest issue with that is
2: it's not to say that's the same joke over and over, but that's a movie that I feel like would have killed as a short film. Yes. That's one of those things that like the high concept, you pitch that to someone, like, oh, that sounds hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if it's hilarious an hour in. Because it Cause does it, drag, yeah. it yeah. drags yeah. itself out. You, you get it. Yeah. it yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, I, I get it now. And, yeah. and
1: I would even argue that movie is not a horror, it's just comedy. Sure, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. very brutal comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that or i guess uh, i don't know scary movie like that's just it's a comedy a like, parody, like i, I right. wouldn't even yeah you either yeah, you're not yeah. s- you're
2: not scared in a scary movie mm-hmm. you know
0: um, dracula dead and loving it <laughs> <laughs> yes order him an enema wait what was the last one uh, uh order of, oh yeah. i think is it dracula that keeps telling everybody to get enemas or like <laughs> oh no dr van helsing of course yeah he's just like the cure for this is an enema and it's mel brooks just telling everyone to get an enema when, when you guys
1: mentioned brief i might just have them always recorded for my own sake in general <laughs> but like you guys were talking about dr strange briefly i immediately i thought i was like bruce campbell's like bruce campbell's almost mysterio in spider-man 3 maybe that was a theory and then i was like Oh my god, I want to see a thing where it's Mysterio versus Doctor Strange. That yeah. sounds fantastic. Of like tech magic versus real magic, and I think that'd be fun. I I would have liked to see more from Bruce Campbell getting a shot. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. It it made me like briefly. I was like, oh my god, Bruce Campbell used Mysterio. Like, they I was like, no, they had Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Like, what yeah. a fucking waste of time. Which is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it's, like, the star power there, but then even, like, his backstory, I, I hate more. Far From Home so much. Whoa! Do you really? I really, I don't, no. didn't Wait, like far it Far From at Home, or? I hated Far From Home. Oh, that's the second one. That's yeah. the second yeah. one. I really didn't like Far From Home. You don't like it when the spy lady is, like, slowly undressing in, in front of a minor? You didn't no. like that part? It all sucks. Like, I'm sorry if you like <laughs> sorry, it. I'm just totally
1: niffing. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry, I just don't like Far From Home at all, and my like least least favorite it. part is Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. <laughs>
2: What is your favorite Spider-Man movie?
1: Uh, my favorite Spider-Man movie is probably the Spider-Verse ones. Oh, fair. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. valid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like those a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> like, I like the first. I think I like the first one more than the second one that came out, but yeah. I really, really liked that one a whole lot. I thought that was great. And then Spider-Man Two. <laughs> Spider-Man Two is great. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually sp- no Spider-Man One over Spider-Man Two. I like the Green Goblin a
0: lot goblin juice yeah no the green goblin's great i'm just thinking like like spider-man one is goofier for sure too. yeah but uh i have an
2: into the, the verse spider i have an into the spider-verse story to tell you oh please off mic okay definitely. <laughs> sorry to tease
0: everyone else <laughs> you all don't yeah. have to hear. what if you said like my, my favorite one's actually the amazing spider-man 2 you guys would probably drill me into the ground <laughs> no i feel like i, I love a like elect- you say good. <laughs> uh, what no i didn't say good what would you say? I would just that would be like that's that's a very specific take. I don't know. Yeah, I love what's it called electro. Don't you know who I am? I'm electro. <laughs> electro. He it's comes so, back again. It's so coherent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now we're just talking about Spider Man. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know what's in Spider Man and there's also an Evil Dead? What? Sam Raimi's car? <laughs> really? Yeah, he puts his car in like every movie. That's hysterical. Even in the Quick and the Dead, I think they just covered it in a wagon. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: in uh, while watching this movie Lily was like, wait, is that Uncle Ben's car that he drives? I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, I didn't even put that together. That's so funny, oh my god and I was like, I'm marrying her Lucky what a great pull I love how she just identifies that's Uncle Ben's car <laughs> that's because that's like I think she gets really affected every time Uncle Ben dies because it's really, <laughs> really sad yeah. and it just kind of like, it just feels like anyone's grandpa, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like so sad. Even you know, yeah. he's like his uncle, but yeah. still. So he's his grandpa. He's his grandpa dad. Hey, Michelangelo! <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo.
2: <laughs> Those Spider-Man movies are fun because like, I think they work as movies into themselves, but like when you're like studying him as like Sam Raimi movies, it's like an entirely different thing as well. Yeah. There's a reason why they have a different feel than even just the Marvel movies, but like comic book movies in yeah. general because... He's doing his own thing, his own style that happens to lend itself well to a comic book genre, mm-hmm. like because even the way he shoots and inserts, like of the like the hand doing the thing, like his if. It- there's a certain momentum to his editing that feels like you're watching frames of a comic book yeah, panel and it doesn't yeah. even seem intentional. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Ang Lee Hulk where it's <laughs> no, like, right, I about literal, that. <laughs> yeah, literal comic book. Which frames. I love for yeah. its hyper-literalism. <laughs> which, uh, but, <laughs> it's yeah, which, which which by the myself. way, I have a new appreciation for now yeah. because there's nothing else like it. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's say what you will, even about like the Tim Burton Batman movies, mm-hmm. but like, he has his own style in there that's infused mm-hmm. into it yeah. that, didn't get lost when Sam Raimi did it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the same way about the Doctor Strange movie that Sam Raimi did. No, I felt like there's right. moments right. But yeah. like, for him to get it in there. But
1: it's so like clawed in with like the Marvel aesthetic.
0: It felt like,
2: like the machine. Yeah. yeah. The Marvel mm-hmm. machine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious if he's gonna do another one or what what he's gonna do. Uh, yeah. I mean to use blank check parlance, it's like that movie
2: he made lots of money with it. Like, so hopefully someone's going to write him a check to do one of his movies. Now. Yeah. That'd be awesome. ideally one for you, one for me. Yeah. It's that's, that's my optimistic look of him doing a movie like that to then hopefully, and hopefully the next thing is whatever he wants to do, they'll let him do it. Yeah. Do something yeah. more
0: interesting. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's rumors that he might do like secret wars or something like that, but it's just, didn't secret wars already happen? Uh, no, it's secret invasion. <sighs> Get it right.
2: But that is the exact point of yeah. <laughs> that side. Yeah. It's all falling yeah. off. Like, I don't yeah.
0: know.
1: Just so hard. I don't know. I'm just I had such fatigue. I feel like we're not talking about Evil Dead anymore, but I just yeah. have like such fatigue with that in general. Like sure. I'm just getting so tired of seeing them and having them be around. Almost like Star Wars 2 where I'm like, I used to care a lot about Star Wars. I feel like I don't anymore, which is kind of a bummer. It's it's a it's
2: it used to be you used to be a fan of something and now yeah. it's that's being sold and marketed to you, which is Back in the day, it was super exciting because, like, oh, my God, all these different movies you like are connected, and yeah.
1: now it, that's the product. I'm having, mm-hmm. like, anxiety hands right now, like, under <laughs> my chin. It's like, I'm, like, my childhood is slipping away from me. <laughs>
2: it's just being repackaged and sold back to you. Yeah. What do you know
0: about Thrawn,
1: Connor? <laughs> I know a lot about Thrawn. I love Thrawn. He's like my favorite bad guy. Oh, I, you probably know more about Thrawn than I do. Thrawn was <laughs> me and Joseph would talk about Thrawn all the time in high oh, school. What do you
0: <laughs> know about? Thrawn? Yeah, what do you what do you I know about this house?
2: He aired <laughs> the empire.
0: <laughs> you come into this house. <laughs> to talk to me you about Thrawn. <laughs> Thrawn is very Palpatine, where it's just like everything's proceeding as I have foreseen. It's He's like, a
1: mastermind. He's a <laughs> no, genius. He's smarter than
0: Palpatine. I was He's... just trying to turn this into like working for me, but it's just everyone just, <laughs> just shouting at me. I wasn't trying to be constant. I was <laughs> just trying to use as an example of being like if you didn't watch Ahsoka or whatever <laughs> yeah. how do you know what the fuck is going on with Star Wars now yeah but more so if you're a Star Wars fan from way back then of course you know, <laughs> Thrawn. know what Thrawn is <laughs> uh, now my brain hurts three times as much how
2: long how long have we been recording
3: uh, an hour, hour and a
0: half. half wow uh, yeah I mean there's still some stuff I want to I want to talk yeah, about do it yeah, yeah 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 no learn. I don't yeah. mind yeah
1: I'm having a good time. This is like the first time I've actually had fun talking about a movie on the show in a little bit. <laughs> One eighty-two. You finally cracked it. It's gonna no, be the no, best. No. I, I mean, like well, you know, it's exhausting. Yeah. We, we do like we do all like the Resident Evils and like what what do we say about those? We talk about them for like maybe an hour and then we're, yeah. then we're like okay we've talked in every point where this yeah. i feel like we're just we're we, talking we try so to much make, about it we're we, both
0: being like passionate and fun like a, try genuine. to make some jokes about just like a dead franchise yeah. like oh remember when it's not even funny a, remember <laughs> when the zombie had a camera <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i like that yeah like, just,
1: that's all it just, we got yeah with. it just becomes exhausting yeah. a little bit so like when we have something like this or it's like i remember like oh i remember like why i like doing this show so much and like talking about movies so much Sure. yeah, yeah i yeah. have an important question
0: yeah could either of you defeat your deadite mother <laughs>
3: <sighs> we both give a big sigh.
0: like that happens in this movie you know yeah. if you dissect anything in this movie like and you actually like want to make it like a thing that you think about so it's a lot so
2: a, a movie I, I didn't talk about was uh, i i grew up on horror movies i don't find them that scary but mm-hmm. i saw a movie it's on shutter called terrified and literally within the first oh yeah 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 Sorry. within the first i've heard heard great things about it yeah like, i finally put it on and literally within the first ten minutes. I'm with Sarah, my wife, and she. She's. I'm very logical about things, and I'm just like you know. Um, Ten minutes into this, I'm like, yeah, I would have been scared out of my mind. And I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't felt that way about a movie, but like if mm-hmm. I'm in the if I'm in the position here, I actually would have been terrified. Lives up to the title. Mm-hmm. You should see it. It's on Shutter. Check it out. <laughs> um, if I actually like the the like the nightmare of this movie aside, like I enjoy it for its technical aspects. If I'm actually in Ash's shoes and I have to like. <laughs> That is a fucking nightmare. Like, <laughs> the like the lampshade is giggling at me. Sinister, like, they're not even trying yeah. to kill me. They're fucking they're me. laughing at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, in this scenario, like... It's extra like, cruel. <laughs> yeah. The look, and that's what they're doing. They're torturing him, Yeah, you know? Um, And that's also where, instead of, like, you mentioned before, you, you said underdog. That's a great, yeah. like, like word for it. But it's like, yeah, no, he's just being tortured. So, like, by the end of it, when he's, like, staring into the camera and, and Ash has gone mad... Um yeah I fully expect that to happen. Do I have to chainsaw my own mother who's at dead height i'm not I wouldn't look forward to that but I, I I guess if I'm surviving the night because like the corpse of my mom is mocking me um <laughs> i
1: I might i feel I feel like I'd lose the emotional toll of like my mom yeah. specifically i I don't know if I could do it. The only way I'd be able to maybe do it is like if I had some confirmation like she's not in there anymore like yeah. soul's gone, like whatever. That's but some of the, the voice thing would fuck me up hold on I, I just yeah. pause
2: real quick Yeah, I've listened to a couple of episodes one of you said your mom listens to this podcast yeah mine yeah. okay so now she's like okay so he would cut me up okay
1: I see I probably wouldn't be able to do it like, sure, yeah. I, I'd die the only, I'd need confirmation of some kind that, otherwise it's no longer she'd probably her. get me and I'd yeah. die yeah
0: Yeah. my uh, my parents still call this a blog <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think they've listened to like one or two episodes when I sent them to them but uh, yeah I, I don't think I could do it either but I'm just saying like but then this is also something that uh, I mean I definitely couldn't do it okay yeah. <laughs> I don't really, <laughs> I said that too glibly you're Stop. both cowards yeah. <laughs> why don't you just do it to our mom why don't you just chase our moms then if you're so powerful
2: you guys would not
0: survive this could you this kill movie. your wife yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh sitting with a, I'm sitting with a couple of Lindas here yeah <laughs> At least we'd be cool stop-motion things. Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing, though. Also, I'd be a like, great Dead Clearly dead, <yeah.
0: laughs> So, like, Evil Dead Rise does explore that a little bit, where it's just, like, it, it, it does explore that a lot more than Evil Dead 2, because this movie's just, like, a box of, like, horror fun. Right. But it's like, oh, like, can you actually hurt your siblings or kids or anything like or or mom your family mommy's with the maggots now it's like one of the best lines from that movie
2: it's but it's like and it explores the relationship of that's essentially what the movie's about
0: yeah and it's just constantly uh, like fluttering or like uh, going back and forth between being like oh i'm your mom like Mm -hmm. how could you do this and then suddenly they're very different like "Ah!" like, mocking you (laughs) it's like i don't know deadites are like the ultimate gaslighters or something truly (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) yeah
1: they're just all about emotional manipulation and then like The most grotesque thing you've ever seen in your life.
0: Like, honestly, like when they
2: kill someone, like it's, it's almost instant. Like it's, 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 if they wanted to kill you, they would, Mm -hmm. but they would rather torture you because they feed off that fear. I think
1: they, they love it. They get off on the torture and like the total mental destruction of you. And then they're like, okay,
0: you're, there's nothing left. Now I can kill you. Right. Yeah, And just talking about, like, the the technical, all the technical stuff of this movie, like, I'm just exhausted by the end of the movie, both from what, like, Ash has gone through, but then also just trying, like, I can't, everything moves so fast, I can't think about how long each thing took to set up and everything, and, like, how difficult it was, unless, I guess at this point, you know, like, they they know, like, they made a whole movie before this of, of using similar things, but I'm just, like, exhausted by the end of the movie, uh, not in a bad way, but it's just like if I'm actually thinking of it behind the scenes, I'm just like any anything that Bruce Campbell's doing in here, like just even adding in like all these different sound effects and stuff like that. But just like <laughs> all the physicality of it. And yeah. just like it's an athletic it's exhausting. Yeah, you know? really. Like mm-hmm.
2: even when he's doing like his like, come on, baby, let's open up some champagne like he's, he's yeah. not even saying that normally he's it's, yeah. it's it's he's fully committed to it. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what makes it. You know, when we talk about like even the remakes of it, when we're talking about like, oh, what would it be like to be in that position? It actually would be terrifying. I think yeah. that's what the new ones really do explore well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it did not to say that's missing the Bruce Campbellness of it. And I, I, they're happy. They're I'm happy for them to go in a different direction. They don't mm-hmm. need to be trying to replicate the same old stuff. Yeah. Um, then I guess that's kind of what Ash vs. the Evil Dead's about. Yeah, you know, it's getting back into that because it is a little bit more campy. I've only yeah. seen, I saw the pilot episode, which mm. which Sam Raimi directed. Yeah, and it did seem like it tried to keep a little bit of the the, the grittiness, but also a little bit of the camp. It's, we have Bruce Campbell here; it's so much more camp. Like, yeah, literally,
1: yeah. like I would argue after that episode that like the keeping the gritty thing, yeah. tossed toss out the window. Pretty much it's episode two, it's pure like way silly yeah. Army of Darkness, like silly vibes. Mm. Which which I enjoyed and some yeah. of the side characters are fun, but Bruce Campbell does such a good job of just being
0: h- Ash and himself and sure. fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. He holds that show together. <laughs> like
0: truly. Well I'll say like we've been nothing but positive about this movie, I feel like. And so I just need to say like one thing I didn't like, I yeah, guess sure, you know. Sure. Just in terms of um it being kind of a remake, mm-hmm. whenever they do something that happened in the first movie and uh usually most of the things in this movie, I've kind of preferred in the in the original, but that's also because I saw it for the first time. Sure. But just like when the um, Dead Eye is in the uh, in the uh, not the attic, the uh, basement, the, the cellar, ass, yeah. Yeah. the opposite of the attic, <laughs> yeah. uh, the cellar, the basement. <laughs> um, in the first one, it's just like so much like audio design of just horrifying, like <laughs> <Yeah>. like for <laughs> so much of the movie, yeah. <laughs> like that really works for me. And I know that's like a personal thing, but it also felt like more. Personal because it's like his friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that, instead of like the randos, yeah, the lady's mom who is like they uncovered the book. So, some of that stuff, um, you, I like prefer the horror of that in the first movie. You, you, know?
2: you know, who plays the mom, right? Uh uh-uh. uh, Ivan Ramey. <laughs> <laughs> It's, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Dentist brother? <laughs> <laughs> the dentist brother,
0: and um, I guess really,
2: it's his first acting role. Yeah,
0: and I think Ted Raimi was. Ted Ra- I'm sorry, Ted Raimi. Oh, no, okay, yeah, sorry, not. I no, I think yeah. Ivan was worked on both of these too. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. I, it's Ted Raimi. Yeah, you're right. They're saying I, I, uh, I think it was that suit where he was just sweating so much in it that they had to like let it leak out all the time, and it's just <laughs> disgusting into yeah. buckets. Like it would, yeah. it would
2: be like not just dripping; it would be pouring out yeah. like out of the shoes. There was. A, <laughs> When he was um when he's spinning on the ceiling, apparently yeah. some of the crew members would say like it would just shoot the wa- the sweat would just <laughs> shoot out. Of the, it's of so the yeah. gross. It's so nasty. Yeah. I Fucking hate it. And he said because we were shooting thing. in Wadesboro, and you're shooting, you're shooting in a gymnasium. I think it was like a hot summer. It was like yeah. 100 degrees outside with the lights and at the cabin and everything mm-hmm. like that it was 110 in oh the cabin, and then it
1: was like it being in that suit even more so. Like it was, it's just a nightmare. It's so funny because I was literally like watching. I was like, "This is summertime." Yeah. Like, Bruce Campbell, just looks so sweaty the entire yeah. time. Like just an like overly hot, humid summer day, yeah. and it's everything
0: horrible I could ever think of happened to you is happening. To it me.
2: works. Ooh. I mean, I think it works even feeding into like the romance novel thing because he's
0: got like the glistening yeah. chest, yes. and he's just you know majestic. Hmm? Well, speaking of books, too, like when they when he crushes his hand under all the books and yeah. says a feral to arms." Yeah. <laughs> <So good. laughs> <Feral> to arms. <laughs> um, but not even not even so like those things that are in the first movie, I guess I, like it's the same thing from the, like I totally forgot that any kind of uh spirit tree, like deadite thing is in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it
2: toned down from the first movie. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely
0: is dramatic. toned down for sure, but it still feels like it's the same point, you know, just sure. less on the nose about it where like all the tentacles are very are like, you, phallic and everything. I was are referring to the tree rape. Yeah. 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 And it's so, like, I like there's this movie. Um, I can't remember who directed, but Roger Corman produced it called the galaxy of terror. Is actually like one of James Cameron's first movies oh, that interesting like did production design for. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the whole premise of the movie is like they land on this planet, and it's just like oh, it kind of uncovers like your deepest fear. Hmm. Uh, and that so sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is actually like I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um There is one part though, however, it's like there's like only like two women on the crew and one of her like greatest fears is like, well, it's like spoilers too, but like, she's, she's basically like raped by this big space worm thing. Woof. And I'm just like,
2: it's Corman. So it's not exactly in the best taste. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, I don't want to defend it either, but it's also, and it's, you know, of a certain time and everything, but it's also like, that's just the laziest idea of like, what's a woman afraid of? You know, it's just like,
2: well, anyone's
0: afraid of yeah, that. Anyone. Yeah. I, no I, one wants
2: it. <laughs> I admit I would be terrified if a tree raped me. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, it's just that it's like the one female character that dies. It's like dies that way. They didn't have to. yeah, they could have swapped it to like one of the male actors or something, but yeah. so, you know, I'm being critical about a very specific thing in the movie that like, That's one of the few things I'm being negative about. No, no,
2: no, no, of course. No, like, but it's funny. Even, so, like, I listened to the last episode and you guys were talking about, like, the the tree rape scenes in poor taste. Mm? Yeah, that's, that. I, 100%, you know? Mm. Um, Also, like, the first Evil Dead was one of the famous video nasties. The video nasties Mm. being one of, like, 80 movies that the UK banned. Right. um, And for obscenity. Mm. Um, Apparently, Sam Raimi was brought to court on obscenity charges for that scene. And he's, like, you know, you know, and, and I'm a person that I believe art is art. I think the audience should be able to decide what's in good taste or bad right. taste, but yeah. someone should be able to make whatever the movie they have to make. Mm-hmm. And so essentially he's like, but I will say, having said that it changed me when I had to go up in a suit and tie, go to a court and have to defend this scene to people who <laughs> right. don't watch horror movies to yeah. who don't watch this. And he's like, so would I do it again? Probably not. Um, and so like when they redo this a little bit, yeah, you're right. The, um, they probably it's probably suggested a little mm-hmm. bit, but he's he also he dials back from it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. kind of like, like I don't stand by that. Yeah, yeah it's
1: like we called it the decision of somebody like, young and like yeah. rash and like a, just a really like, knee jerk
0: reaction. How to can something. I shock the audience? Yeah, how can yeah. I shock yeah. you? How like a I whole on precinct Thirteen? John great, great it. example. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. and I don't think he would do that either because it because right. guess
0: what? It works,
2: but as you get older, it's it becomes. Yeah, it's you can do. You can still try and achieve the same effect on the audience without being so tasteless. Without yeah. shooting a child in the face, according to John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, even I saw that again recently. I'm like, God damn! Like, <laughs> well, yeah. But it, from that point on, you know, the movie's on. You right. Know? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's a great. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a great starting pistol for the movie. I'm like, <laughs> that's really dark. <laughs> um. Yeah, and also this is the thing of like having the hindsight of like looking back forty well like it's yeah this movie came out 35 years ago right? Mm, yeah and um yeah and also like uh, in terms of movies getting dated like these movies don't feel dated like that's probably the only thing in terms of like cultural aspects i think that like feel that way like even i just (laughs) really appreciate that the uh, book is not like um, you know, it's not some like Native American thing or something sure, like yeah. that. It's just like, Oh, it's ancient Egyptian kind of or whatever, Ish. you know, like they keep that all vague. they like, this, thank you. <laughs> have you, have, have you seen army of darkness yet? No, I have not.
1: Okay.
2: There's a, well, <laughs> I guess you've seen the end of this one, so it's not, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's I not know. as, no, as fun. No, there's no. there, a, yeah, there's a, there's a throwaway joke in this one where she's reading the books. It says, yeah, the, the book of the dead was lost. It was prophesied that some hero would wipe out all the dead in 1300 yeah. AD. And then the book was lost ever since. And Ash goes, Sounds like the guy didn't do a good job then, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and then cuts him. sounds <laughs> <Him. laughs> like he didn't do a good job. <laughs> Just that ending too, with with the uh, such a different deadite. Like it's a giant dragon monster. Yeah, it's like you the know? final
2: boss. But again, like someone made that. Like even on a technical thing, it's impressive. Like. For me, even when I watch gross out gore effects, I'm watching the. You mentioned beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I stand like I yeah. stand by your comment. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 artistry. Like if you look at like what these special effects guys did, like their practical effects still stand the test of time. And granted, yeah, mm-hmm. they look. Some people would say like if you're not a cinephile, you just watch movies and it, like I. So for example, I got married about a month ago, and we congratulations. Thank how you. you thank you. Um, and so like we had everyone lives on the east coast we rented a big house and mm-hmm. so like the night before the wedding I put on a movie and it's October like Mason put on a horror movie and so like I'm not saying we're watching this in front of casuals but I put on Evil Dead too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like at this point like I don't care like if you guys yeah. like it or not like you guys come in watch five minutes of it and you don't yeah. need to pay attention you don't yeah. need the story for it it's on mm-hmm. but I also did it partly because A I knew it was coming on here mm-hmm. and I'm like but I also kind of want because I'm I'm too close to it I want to know what like the average person thinks watching pieces of this and Part of them was kind of like, like I, I, I'm not. Part of them weren't ready, weren't ready for it. But like at the same time, what I mean, what I mean by that is not. I don't mean that a pretentious. Like oh, they're not. You know. But in a sense of like, I was surprised at how much they enjoyed it Mm -hmm. because it was one of those things where it's 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 brutal it's It's in your face yeah Yeah. it's like oh their natural reaction is oh those rubber effects look so fake but at the same time it's kind of like there's a charm to it there's a cleverness to some of the stuff and i said guys watch this montage and it's Mm -hmm. like him going in there and cutting it up it's just groovy you know it's like the the, the moment that brings the entire house
0: down and afterwards like i look over at my dad and he's like has a smile on his face (laughs) (laughs) that's why i think the first one like i still I still like more, but this is obviously like a better movie. Like it all looks so much better, sure. including the makeup, sure. and just all the effects and everything. So I think this is definitely like the better movie and will interest a lot more people. And I think that's also important compared to like, like, I don't want to just be like the first one's better because they did it first and like, <laughs> I, I like how it's scarier, but it's like, it is more raw. Right. right? Yeah. You
2: know, and then, but again, that goes back to the litmus test. Like yeah. what, which evil dead movie do you like better? You like the
0: first one that also tells me a little bit more about yeah. what kind of horror you like you know the second one's more generally palatable even though it's totally bonkers you know <laughs> it's just like it's but it's also like that
2: movie doubles balance. down on the punishment it doubles yeah. down on the despair like when she's laughing at him and like all his yeah. friends are laughing at him yeah. and they're yeah. dead like that's a mean fucking movie yeah yeah Connery, which one do you like better i think i like 2 a little more honestly really? yeah I, Is it?
1: I i gave it some serious thought i was like i feel like i do like 2 a little more i am one who's more prone to like darker things too sure. like I feel like I'm a very jovial person. And, like all of my evil spills out sure. in like writing or like watching scary movies like sure. that. Or humor. Yeah. 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 Or, or humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I, I get my, what's called my, my darkness. Eye. I call it just like vomiting out my darkness instead and <laughs> just being like. Your darkness jollies. Yeah. My darkness jollies. <laughs> and so usually I'm, I'm like, oh, like, like, oh, like, oh, the lighthouse is great. Or like, oh, like, I don't know. Other scary dark movie sure. example. But this was just so much fun and I do feel like the monsters and like their service so much better in this form than the first one to me, just cause like there's they're, I th- I think they're silly and they're mocking and they're like, I think they are more comedic and evil in that sense where they like, they think you, you trying to stop them is really funny. Yeah. And they will capitalize yeah. on that, and they think it's hysterical. So They are like,
2: amused that you have any hope to survive. Right. Yeah, they're just yeah. like,
1: like, look how stupid you yeah. think you are. Like, we'll just play with our food till the sun yeah. comes up. It's they're, awesome. They're
0: so hard to kill, too. Like, yeah. It's not just, like, zombies shooting the head, and you know? And like, can you, they
1: control the day, too? Because oh, Ash right. runs in his car, and then, like, all of a sudden, the day goes, whoomp, and it's night again.
0: <laughs> and he <laughs> just gets sucked right back in. It's all the psychological parts of it yeah yeah um oh yeah one other thing about like this movie like if like you're talking about like sam raimi not being like a horror guy mm-hmm. like to start this off like he's and he's made the first movie so young like he's not like huge in the pocket for like horror compared to uh three stooges and like and other things like that but then also i guess a lot of these movies hadn't been made yet but just uh like slashers really starting in like the late 70s um but yeah it starts at the end of the 70s but it like yeah
2: well that's when like we talk about film is fashion right so like they had been around for a while like you have like people talk about like halloween being like the first slasher it's not the first slasher but it's the one that starts the slasher movement Mm -hmm. studios see it because it's an independent movie made on the cheap and it just made bank i think until like that or texas chainsaw is like one of the most profitable independent movies until like paranormal activity Mm. so studios see that and just they just see dollar signs yeah so that starts like a deluge and that's at like what 78 79 when is the Halloween? Uh, 78. I yeah, think, it's yeah. like late 70s. Mm. But they'd been around beforehand. Like if you even want to take inspiration from like Giallos in Italy, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, then that's kind of what starts and it's a, a nonstop thing like that. And so from slashers, people start appreciating the gore effects. And then you get like what's called splatter films, Yeah, uh, which are emphasis on gore effects. A good modern context for that is like, do you guys remember in like the 2000s with like high tension, they called them... Uh, and this is like another thing people kind of hate, but it's like torture porn, yeah. right? Yeah. Where, but if you think about it, that's just an updated splatter film. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. emphasis on, yeah, it's the despair and pain, but it's also, that's just the gore effects that they're doing. And they're, mm-hmm. they're highlighting that, right? Like yeah. hostile or something like that. And yeah. they have to slice off an eyeball, you know, it's, <laughs> that's a splatter film, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's these, it's, everything's kind of building on itself and kind of like taking from what's came from before.
0: Yeah, so I mean like he's definitely doing that but then in the beginning of Evil Dead too, you know, it's just Ash and and Linda. Right. In the original movie it's like five friends. Sure, and yeah. in this one I'm like oh like when I'm watching when I'm watching the beginning of this movie I'm like oh I wish that there was all the friends there because I'm like but then halfway through the movie or even a little bit before that when Ash is just running all over the house and everything and like freaking out I'm like why did I want there to be 5 people? And I'm like, "Oh, that's just something that's like a convention of like slasher movies where people are slowly you getting pick picked off." off. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, it's actually really smart that it is just two people because it's a different kind of movie. Yeah, it's it, it, you don't have to do that just because it's a trope, sure. you know? Yeah. Like you don't have to put all those people in, and that would also just make the beginning so much longer too, I think. So, yeah, and well, his isolation and yeah. madness is so like, key, I think. Yeah.
1: The fact that like it's it's you versus the indomitable will of monsters. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, at least that's par- that's partly why I love Slashers too, is because it, there's a certain comfortability, a familiarity of, like, this person, and then you're guessing who's going to get picked sure. off, you know? It's just, like, a fun game.
2: Well, it's, it's a formula, but to see how someone... To see when you find really good... Like, bad Slashers are bad Slashers, yeah. but when you see a good slasher, someone who not necessarily... They don't have to reinvent the formula, but sometimes even just executing it really well. Mm. Um, that's kind of one of my favorite things about Horror October when I go and watch old movies. It's, like, seeing those things that you maybe you never heard of or like but uh, the the biggest thing i always try and say when you start watching a lot of movies is like understand that there are bad movies with good moments and good movies with bad moments and not everything's unilateral and also what you hated before you could like now yeah and vice versa like i always say like if your favorite film at the age of 20 is still the same film at the age of 30 that says kind of more about you than it does about movies like Mm -hmm. i i think that certain good art you do grow with sure but Mm -hmm. like to the same degree I do think your taste should be evolving. There are movies yeah. that I have not liked. The first time I saw Clockwork Orange, I'm like, I hate that movie. That movie is the most despicable movie I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. then like the next year later I'm like, but what about this is stuck in my mind. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. like throughout my 20s it was super important. I've mm-hmm. kind of moved past it, but yeah. I it's still like a
0: profound movie
2: yeah it lingers the yeah
0: first time i saw drive like when it came out in theaters i was like oh my god this is like one of the best movies sure. i've ever You're seen like, this is me i'm gonna basic it off i'm, I'm gonna base <laughs> my entire <laughs> no, personality no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then and then like i i that's a movie i just refuse to watch again because i'm like it's so good i do not want to like there's certain movies in my 20s like early 20s like i don't want to watch that again because i just like want to keep that in my head sure you know and then i would watch time and i watched, and place. Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. drive like i don't know like five years ago or something oh we went to go see it at a uh, hollywood forever like on the mm. big screen and stuff and i'm just like yeah it's it's all falling apart for me <laughs> <laughs> like it does not. i used to think this was like the coolest thing ever and like i even like other nicholas winding Reffin movies better than that uh but just yeah, maybe i'll like it again more later but it's just it's interesting how movies your opinions like on something you loved you know it's just like oh that was just me at a certain time i've only ever seen drive once and the rest of the time and references made
1: to it are me riding around in jacob's car in college and him blasting real human being over and over again <laughs> as loud as he could yeah Do you want to go watch I, it right now i was gonna ask <laughs> is
2: your theme song based on real human being I don't know. No.
1: we should we should ask. <laughs> yeah, I asked Nick. But yeah,
2: I find myself singing it occasionally when I hear your theme song. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's nice. a real hero.
1: <laughs> It is that kind of like synthy thing. We yeah. did request like synth kind of like pop vibes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, Nick, uh, the who did the theme song? He's uh, there. You go, jean Michael Jarre, like the French composer, and like Tangerine Dream and sure. stuff. He yeah, likes tangerine, stuff. Yeah, very Tangerine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he likes synthy stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, I would say on drive um <laughs> well they, it goes back into the like the thing of like because what we're talking about is movies movies mm-hmm. can be looked at as art and yes. I think the more a culture or society absorbs something the more it burns through it mm-hmm. and there are certain like artists or certain movies that i think we kind of take for granted um i'm not necessarily saying this about drive but when drive came out you you talk about your first instincts when you saw it like I saw it opening night like for mm-hmm. me like I saw, I had known about Reffin because I was, I remember like following Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was like the best kept secret in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. And I'd right. seen, I think I'd seen Bronson. Yeah, and me so too, yeah. And so I'd seen that in Valhalla Rising. And so like this new guy coming out with this movie Drive where it's just like, it's kind of like, like I'd seen, I think I'd seen The Samurai at the time. So I'm like something about like this lone guy by himself. Oh, cool. It's a cool vibe. I saw it opening night. I was I saw it in Fort Myers, Florida, the small town in Florida. And It's like I was one of three people in the theater. Oh wow! But I remember, like, it changed my. Mind. Oh my god, this is so cool! I'm going to base my entire personality around it. You know, I'm going
0: to no. move to LA yeah, 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 and drive yeah. in the river. <laughs>
1: you can hop out by yeah. my back fence. The river river's right there. But I've,
0: but I've never seen Greece. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I never, I never got that. But like it, but like that movie is a fucking vibe, and it's full of choices. Yeah. I still say the the opening 10 minutes work as a great action heist short film unto itself. Right? Yeah. And I think that is, I think where actually most of the budget went to, but, and then all of a sudden it becomes like a meme. It becomes like when you have like the internet start talking about things, it becomes like an echo chamber of like, Oh, what movie do you have to see? Well, do you remember when everyone's just kept recommending moon over and over again? Or like this You're big right. underground mm-hmm. director, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, when things get over discussed, you burn through it. Yeah. And it's funny. The reason I bring this up is because, with Oppenheimer coming out, I've been reading the Nolan book, um, yeah. uh, the Nolan Variations, which is a fascinating read just yeah. of his film, of his of his um, his process. Mm. And as I go back and I rewatch Inception, and there's so many memes about Inception, right. where, like, try and see if you can rewatch that movie in a vacuum and the yeah. choices that are being made and like as a heist movie. And like, yeah, there's so many memes about like the dead wife thing about Nolan. And it's, you know, there's things to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But to try and watch that movie in a vacuum absent of like the culture impact of it, it's kind of really fucking impressive. Like it's yeah. really fascinating. No, it's super yeah. cool. And the last time I saw Drive, I tried doing that just to try to watch it like against the memes and everything like that. And right. if you watch it as the choices and, and the inspiration of what he's taking from, like uh, um, the driver or or thief or the samurai, mm-hmm. um, it's a fascinating movie. I always say again when you're watching like um, Hitchcock movies, some people are like, oh, a Hitchcock movies boring. Well, it's because there's so many things... Have been, the cinematic language has been built on that. And yeah, I always say it's right. it's easier to pick up and use a hammer than it is to invent it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that Winding Refin is, like, inventing hammers with that. But there's so much of culture that has been based on Drive since then, if not solely, like... And they're not responsible for, like, the 80s comeback or anything, yeah. like, Stranger Things and stuff. But, like,
0: with synth coming back, and Neon, and, and mm-hmm. the whole vibe, and, like, the entire... Yeah. Antagon- and, you know... One of my favorite games, Hotline Miami, wouldn't exist. <laughs> uh, there yeah, you go. Really. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So it's... it's um Trying it's so hard, but trying to remove the the culture and the memes and the expectation from it, and trying to look at it raw, um, I think you walk away with it. Uh,
0: you might you might be impressed with it. I don't know. You might not. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, this part of Twitter like slowly dying now that makes me happy <laughs> because, and I've seen other people tweet about it too, where it's just like. Like, please, Elon, just destroy it all. (laughs) It's like, it's like everyone, everyone. if people log on to Twitter, it's like putting on the one ring or something. It's just like (laughs) slowly killing you because especially like film Twitter, like some of it, I do get a lot of like appreciation out of and like, oh, like this person's in this movie. And then so much of it is like very specific opinions that just becomes one big opinion on, on like a certain movie that's just like becomes a meme. And I just get like, I'm like, I wish... I could just not think about that stuff, and Why don't you by doing leave? that, I could just not be there. easily. <laughs> and how do you prevent Letterboxd from fully inca- becoming that?
2: Because the more right. the more users something has, the more yeah. it gets to the populace. So Letterboxd, be prepared because it's it's at every festival this year, mm. and I'm super excited for it. This is a platform I've been using for years. It's my wow. film. I've literally uploaded my film journal to there. Oh. Yeah, um, and it's like. And it's, it's, I think it is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the more people use it, the more, like, you do get, like, those, this is gonna be five stars or one star, and it's gonna be less about cinephiles, and it's gonna be more about just...
1: I I do feel like yeah. it's more insular, though, in a way, because, like, is it is it, like, Twitter, where everybody can, like, post on a big forum in, like, there? You can, like, read uh, each other's views, but it's not, like... But it just yeah. feels like you're looking at your friends, or, like, people right. you respect over, like... Should, you keep, just see should some, keep it isolated, yeah. Yeah, some, like, <laughs> mass, like opinions start getting formed by everything. It's like this blob. What's well, this
0: image-based, too? And that becomes inherently harder to make it, like, meme-matic yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that,
1: <laughs> that's why I like letterbox a lot. Like, yeah. I, I do feel like it's very, like, insular. And you have your pockets of people or like, Oh, like, I really value Tyler's opinion. So I'll, like, look in, like, he saw a recent movie. Let me see what that is. And I'll click on it and I'll see his review. I'll say, and I'll like, fucking it fucking sucks. I was like, oh, I was looking forward to this movie. What did Tyler think of me? And he was like, oh, it fucking sucks. And I was like, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. I probably wouldn't like it much. <laughs> I try to not do that. Yeah, no, but, like, you know, it's it's yeah. easy enough. And, like, where Jacob has something on there and he puts five stars. I'm like, okay, it's probably actually three stars. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, you, you see it through you see it through his through their filter, right? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Like, I kind of see yeah. Yeah.
1: through like different people and what is a
2: Connery th- movie what is a Tyler exactly. movie exactly yeah. yeah. so it yeah.
1: becomes very much more like your friends personalities on 100%. display than yeah. actually like this movie is
0: just bad or yeah. this movie is just a meme
1: sure. so that's why I like it so much sure. this is our letterbox ad so how yeah. about you give it a thought Letterbox sponsor <laughs> us
0: yeah you have your own podcast but <laughs> do
1: it for us too bring <laughs> us into the fold put us behind a paywall <laughs> <laughs> Like
2: we're really looking to sell out as soon as we can. Yeah, oh, we've yeah. been
0: doing that since day one. Yeah. one yeah. makes sense. Somebody please sponsor <laughs> us, guys.
2: You just need to go to some like dentist office. Oh, you're right.
0: So. You're right. We got to sell a digital <laughs> podcast Hear to the Doctor Goldberg,
1: yeah. my dentist. I'm coming at you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you just need some financing. Go talk to those guys. Yeah. Read read Bruce Campbell's book. See how they did it. You know, <laughs> and do it again. Yeah what's What's your <laughs> ranking on on the Evil Dead movies? Oh yes. Oh, great question. Um. So I have to say I'm even listening to you guys' episode on Evil Dead One. I'm overdue. I need to rewatch mm. it. I am, I've seen it a bunch, mm-hmm. but I probably haven't seen it in the last five years. Oh. Um, I have seen this and I have seen Evil Army of Darkness. And to be honest, the last time I saw Evil Dead, probably the last couple times, I probably watched it with commentary. So I'm not like fully enveloped in the movie. I'm mm-hmm. like learning about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can report back to you on that, but I would probably <laughs> I would probably go Evil Dead Two. God damn, I don't (laughs) know. I, I, because I don't know, because I, I, again, Army of Darkness is something I have appreciation for more than I truly love. Um, I do think the remake is a lot of fun, and I would like to revisit Evil Dead Rise. I know I kind of harked on it a little bit, but I do think that there are some things it does well, and I do think kind of like Midsommar. Now that I know what it is, I want to go back and revisit it. You know, honestly, what I want to do is I want to double feature it with demons, too. Yeah. <laughs> and see if it. Yeah. See, OK. okay, You guys have uh, demon possessions in the middle of an apartment building. Who did it better? You know? Yeah. Um,
0: but I uh, I don't know if I'm ready to answer that. Okay. Uh, you can send us an audio message. <laughs> yeah. just, just send it in by the yeah. time we do Evil Dead Rise, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, you got like, what, three, four weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So are you seeing these one by one as you go? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm seeing
1: these one by one as I go. I've, I've, I didn't. I don't like to like sit down like marathon. them. Sure. Yeah. Especially because then I like my brain gets so conjumbled with yeah. like conjumbled yeah. <laughs> with like everything happening at once And I'm like, okay, oh, I thought
0: that happened in sure, yeah. Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, that was actually the problem of with darkness. this pod too is like because it's not like even a director's filmography. It's yeah. like. A whole list of a franchise—it's really—it gets confusing for sure to be like, let's cover the fourth one before the third one, especially when
2: they there's overlap. Like Evil Dead Two picks up where Evil Dead One like it it recaps that, but it also starts where Evil Dead like where Army of Darkness picks up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes
0: scheduling is hard.
1: It is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. like for Transformers, we had to do that a couple times. Like, oh, we're watching four, then three, and then Bumblebee. Yep, yep. That's how it works sometimes. <laughs> that but helped our m- mental health. <laughs> it, it made us who we are today. Shiny.
0: Example. It shows. <laughs> it shows. I was gonna say yes. We're just like, but then I forgot the names of the two little little transformers that are really. I was horrible. like Skidmark and, like... <laughs> and Mudflat. Thank you. <laughs> Skidmark and Mudflap.
1: <laughs> it, it was Skid and Mudflap, not Skid. <laughs> no, it's Skidmark. It's I Skidmark. It's Skidmark um it's i think disgusting this is <laughs> okay. this is one of our longest
0: episodes in a while well it so. was worth it i feel like mason feel you were like, so much guys fun. Yeah. i think we doubled so much down passion. i think
2: four hours let's keep going
0: okay <laughs> let's go i was gonna say do you have any like uh major points you wanted to bring up before we go before we uh, wrap it up i don't want to like rush but no, no no
2: no i mean i mean i i think i've pretty much covered all the bases i mean i think it's one of those things that even if you're listening to this episode you haven't seen evil Dead Two.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: i would if you have an appreciation for filmmaking I would recommend it. If you do like horror movies and comedy, I would recommend it. There's very few people with the exception of, um, like, unless you don't like horror, if you don't like practical effects and you don't really care how things are done, still check it out because what's the, what's the worst thing you're going to see a movie you don't really love? You know, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I I got nothing else. I
0: really like it. Great. Yeah, I think it's, it's I, like, it's not em- emblematic of all horror movies, but I think it's a great way to get into, like, the, just the genre of horror if you haven't mm-hmm. seen a lot of horror movies because it's just like, it's just so much at once, and like, but I don't think it's overwhelming in, sure. in a way. Like, it doesn't give you a headache. I don't think. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, like I don't know. The Five Nights at Freddy's movie just came out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Mike Flanagan was just like tweeting something, like, "Oh, like, because he does Blumhouse stuff too." Yeah. And he he's just like, "Yeah, like that's so cool that like this is out," and like my 13 year old son like loved the movie or whatever. Great. it was like a great like gateway mm-hmm. experience for mm-hmm. him in horror. And I, I think Evil Dead is this is a good thing to start into because it's it's funny too. Sure. Yeah. So I, I okay. okay. At least. Evil Dead Two. The Evil Dead. <laughs> Here
2: we go. <laughs> Evil Dead remake. Army of Darkness. Uh Evil Dead Rise. I will send you a voice memo if that changes when <laughs> oh, yeah. I rewatch any of these.
0: If it changes like each time like yeah. send it to us like multiple times <laughs> yeah. if it changes. Okay. Yeah, I just <laughs> so I'm in the card, I just thought yeah. <laughs> anyways the bridge is out and i'm stuck yeah. in this cabin <laughs> <bridge is> <laughs> yeah can you yeah. imagine evil dead in the time of cell phones yeah, uh, oh i gosh. opened up this this <laughs> cursed book and it has a, all the rankings are in different numbers i <laughs> don't do it's made of skin <laughs> it's made of skin uh do you have any final notes connery um no, honestly just like to reiterate
1: what mason said it, it's so much fun it's it really i i do agree it's a great like hopping on point for the horror genre in general and I, I just think it's funny and I think it's cool. And if you don't mind like gore on a silly level, <laughs> then I say hop on board. It's a really fun watch. Really gore Italian. on a silly level. I yeah. <laughs> Put
0: on the VHS cover. Yeah. <laughs> Connery Hanson says gore on a silly level. You
1: always like to. Do <laughs> you have good ones. <laughs> it's a poll need, quote for the posting. Yeah, yeah.
0: I need to Photoshop all these. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i think i just put everything you guys just said i don't know it's 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 not just like a great entry point like i said and you guys said too and and stuff it's it's just like it's so singular even though it's a kind of remake of the first movie just Mm -hmm. like that style that feel and everything and just how much like technical ability that sam raimi has and he's like not even 30 at this point it's Mm -hmm. just like it, it's like so inspiring as a movie to make movies, but then I'm also like, why am I still just sitting here not making movies at this <laughs> point? Like, you know, like it just makes me want to do that and like mm-hmm. not really think about any of the uh, pressure because I just find myself more and more being like, I need to watch these movies to have that as a reference and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like, I just kind of like perpetually push off ever wanting to you make. a You are movie. the reference Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I made the most original film in all of cinema. <laughs> it's called what? Manos, Hands of Fate Two. <laughs> Well, you mentioned
2: you, you said something very specific at the beginning of this about him being twenty two years old, and I know we're wrapping this up. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, you said you said very something specific about like, oh wow, he was just ready at a young age. And I think if you were to ask him now if he was ready, he's <laughs> like, no, no. But that, but that's and that's the point is like, go make your fucking movie.
0: Yeah. Find a friend that you can beat the crap out of on yeah. film. film, yeah. preferably celluloid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do that for you, Tyler. <laughs> I do that for you too. <laughs> <call Aww. me. laughs>
2: Starting a new franchise.
0: <laughs> Starting a new franchise yeah. now. We keep talking about wanting to do uh, found footage. Yeah, a horror Just, movie found it's always footage. Always fun. Thing. We should do that someday. That'd be
1: yeah. really fun.
0: Paranormal activity was made for like ten grand. I know. Yeah. We could do it. Great movie. Check out our episodes that we did. Yeah, two years ago. All seven of them. Yeah. Yeah. Next to kin. <laughs> It exists. Uh, My final, final, final point of this movie is that the guy with the mullet reminds me of Will Forte as McGruber, and that (laughs) made me laugh a lot. (laughs) Uh, Mason Willis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was great. Do you have have anything to plug before we go? Uh, If you like the way I talk about films, I'm on Letterboxd.
2: Hey, Mason, or Mason Willis. I'm sure you can find me. Yeah, I'll put the link
0: in the um, description too. Sure, thank you. Connie, what do you have to plug?
1: if you enjoy the sound of my voice you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games You'll probably enjoy starship impala it's actually the actual play role-playing game podcast hosted by myself and four other friends long dead but still you can enjoy a full season one and a half of season two <laughs> tyler what do you
0: have to plug you should go back and do like a full deadite episode oh wow, that'd be fun <laughs> in space you know, evil Dead hasn't gone to space yet that's usually when franchises die though yeah i'm like i feel like that's like the death <laughs> of something yeah I say like, I'm out of ideas, I'll go up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also follow me on Letterboxd at TimeyVice uh on Instagram at Vice, everywhere at Vice. <laughs> tell me go on Twitter slash dot really like com. You've, like consolidated your brand. So <laughs> bravo. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, everything's just TimeyVice. Yeah. Um, go on Twitter and tell me to get off of there <laughs> for my <laughs> own health. Uh, email emails at franchisepodcast at podcast at gmail.com for any franchise you want us to cover, any anything you want to talk about evil dead. You know, like that like, share, and subscribe our podcast everywhere it is. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you to Martin Ganey for our artwork and Nick verka for our music. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Army of Darkness next week. And until next time, hail who has come from the sky to deliver us from the terrors of the Deadites! No. Hail. No. Hail. No. Hail. No. Hail. <laughs> no. I like that Sam Raimi was the night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's fun. Goodbye. Everyone. Bye.